This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, before we get to the news, I got to recommend a TV show, 1883. I know you're obsessed with it. It's the prequel for Yellowstone, yeah? Well, the yes. Prequels? There's two prequels Uh-oh. to Yellowstone. There's that one, and there's also, is it 1924 or 28? And they're all made by the same guy, right? Tyler Sheridan? The attention okay. to detail is amazing. The only thing they miss is the teeth. I don't, I'll never understand how yep. they, they spend all this money on uh, recreating... 1883, and they all got porcelain veneers, and their their <laughs> teeth. No, because of everything else, there's there's smallpox. There's, uh, I mean, it's 1883. There's mm-hmm. no antibiotics. You don't go to CVS. I mean, mm-hmm. but yet you their go teeth, to the pharmacy for a phosphate. Their teeth are perfectly mm-hmm. white, every one of them. So it's so out of context. That's the one that has Tim McGraw in it. Yes, he's okay. the lead, and Faith Hill's in it too, right? Yes, she's okay. amazing. The the whole thing is amazing. Now, moreover, then. That how amazing it is, how well it's made. It's that you need to get your now. There's bad language and there's a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. But I would let my little kids, if it was 13 <laughs> years old, because it's a good history lesson. I would let them watch this. This is the history they're not taught in school, yeah. and it's and it's pretty damn accurate. And the other thing is, you watch this as a 13, 16, 20 year old, 25, 40, 60 year old, you'll kiss the ground you're walking on right now in America. Because once you watch this, you realize. There's no what pronouns do you want me to use? What's my, you know. Uh, uh, I'm offended. I need my safe space. Yeah, there's no diversity, equity, and inclusion. There's none of that. There's no bathrooms. You're every, every bathroom trip you make is to a small, stinky wooden shed with no toilet paper that everybody else has just been blasting poop into. Justice is doled out on the spot. There's no... There's not a lot going on that that's regulated. It's it's an amazing depiction of what this country was like. You you watch that and you'll never complain about your latte being too uh, full of foam. You get what's coming to you. No, it's amazing. So I'm done. But they're not going to watch the Harrison. By the way, Tom Hanks makes an appearance in this one. And you, if you don't watch closely, uh, he's a Union soldier. Did you jump up and go? That's Tom Hanks. That's what I did. I did. I, I said. That's- that's Tom Hanks. Do you ever do that in a movie where you see someone and you're like, is that, is that, and then you have to go to IMDb to see if they're in it and you're yeah. like, wait, is that them? Oh, yeah. I will hold out as long as I can to try to figure out where I know them from. <laughs> and the next one is uh, Harrison Ford and that's, uh, is it 1928 I, uh, or 1924? It's 30 years later or 40 years later. He's a grizzled cowboy, isn't he? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, so. All right, uh, over the weekend, John Stewart. I'm not a fan of John Stewart's, but I do like him sometimes. Like what he did with COVID was amazing. Hilarious. That was so funny when he was on with Stephen Colbert. That was hysterical. And he did it again. He's uh, talking about Biden, 
and how unfit this guy is for office. I mean, it's pretty obvious to anybody with a half a brain. Well, even a quarter of a brain, eighth of a brain. And John Stewart's a big liberal, right? Yes. So, over, well, I, I wouldn't describe him as a liberal. I would describe him as the Bill Maher school of liberalism. He's the liberal of like yes. 40 years a ago. Normal Democrat? Yeah, normal yeah. Democrat. And, and the thing about John Stewart is, is he's got he's one of these guys like Jim Carrey. He doesn't have Jim Carrey money, but he's got money enough. He thinks he's worth like ten million that he doesn't have to give an S. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't he really doesn't he's doing this for the fun of it and because he wants to speak out before the election. He he dislikes Biden and Trump. So he's not on the Biden uh, you know, pre prescribed uh he's a great guy, what the best president ever. He's not on that thing because he spent a good half hour making fun of both Trump and him, but the, the Biden stuff was a Extraordinary. I liked so, him on The Daily Show better than the new guy. Who's the new guy? Trevor Noah? Uh, I don't watch Trevor. He's boring. Um, so over the weekend, President Biden was talking about, you know, he's this is his campaign trail stuff. He's talking about how horrible it is that, uh, you know, Trump said that if you don't pay your dues in NATO, you're not going to get our services, which is, you know, he did it last time. And guess what? Everybody paid. It's amazing. So here he is. Biden froze up. Pay their dues. He encouraged Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking, but let me be clear. I so, think he just did. Yeah, yeah, he was really clear there. Um, that was, I know he he's feigning that he's emotional about what Trump said. He's not. He's full of crap, but at the same time, I don't think that was this. I think this was a brain freeze, like mm-hmm. in the Mitch McConnell kind of brain freeze. Should we give him CPR? I wonder if anybody in the crowd was going, do we need to go out there? Oil can. He's like the tin man. He's got to go out there and give a little oil. (laughs) I guess I should. I guess I should. (laughs) Now, isn't everything written out for you? It's scripted. Everything he does is scripted. Do you think that the... White House representatives like Jean-Pierre and all that will attribute to he was just trying to censor himself and say the appropriate thing because he was so taken back. Well, of course they're going to say that. Anyway, you know what he's upset about? Look, it's a treaty that you make when you enter NATO that you're going to pay at least 2%, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Nobody's going to come to our aid when we're out of money and we're being attacked. Not one person, one Mm. country, no one. But yet, they're bitching about 2%. And most of them, half of them, more than half of them are not paying it. So Trump got out there when he was when he was president and said, look, you don't pay. We ain't coming. Mm-hmm. And look, it's just like, listen to the analogy. I actually have a good one. Right. You don't pay your power bill. What's the fastest way for the power company to get you to pay your power bill? Turn off your power. Turn off the power. So, yeah, I don't think Trump would actually not defend the NATO country because they didn't pay their bill. But the but threat of it is enough to get them to pay. Dude, ah. after he said it last week, all these countries all of a sudden are catching up on their payments. Crazy like that. Well, but you here's see- the thing, because if Biden said something like that, which he never would, they know he would never make good on it. With Trump, they're scared of him. They're like, no, this guy, this guy will do it, man. That's what we need. That's what the way Ronald Reagan was. The other countries like Russia were scared of him. They were like, oh, this guy's kind of crazy. You never know. Uh-huh. I mean, why do you think people are scared of Putin? Although after a while of him threatening and not doing anything, you could you know, pretty much know he's bluffing, but I hope. But I mean, at this, he just threatened. Not forever, He though. just threatened D.C. over the weekend. He, he did it through a surrogate. Yeah. So this guy said that, yeah, that he's threatening to blow up the U.K. with a nuke and Washington. 
So, anyway. Yeah, did, is that what the NATO guy was like? Hey, everybody should have a bunch of food and water and bullets. I mean, just in case. Nothing yeah. to worry about, but... I'd say maybe in the next 10 years. You never know. So John Stewart was up there on his new show, old show, and uh, he said the hits keep coming. And the hits kept coming. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Now, geography buffs might have noticed. <laughs> Gaza and Mexico do not share a border. <laughs> And he goes on about the uh, documents case with Joe Biden. And the hits kept coming. Here we go. The special counsel's report offers scathing details of what it calls his diminished faculties and faulty memory. Writing, if charged, Mr. Biden will likely present himself to the jury, as he did during his interview with our office, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Where did I park those documents? <laughs> Uh, then uh, we was uh, he was on TikTok. Biden was. Did you see that? Oh yeah, that he just joined TikTok, and everyone um, was like, "Wait isn't a minute, that illegal for government employees?" It's not on a government device. They oh, said so. That's oh. where the oh, because that makes it better. That's where the so hairs are getting th- they split. couldn't hack this other non-government device uh-huh. and just watch Joe Biden as he's what 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 dance do I do, man? Come on. Mm-hmm. So he got on there, and uh, this was pretty embarrassing. This is uh, Joe Biden on TikTok. First video. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl, and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) How do you go on TikTok? and end up looking older. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. I'm telling you, it was good. So then I shut it off after that. He went off on a tangent about Trump. He's on just Monday nights? Yeah, just one night a week. Okay. So, um, okay, now to get serious for just a second. Remember when we went on and on about... um, Sound uh, of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Uh, This is... As important, if not more important, because this is in our backyard. Although child trafficking was all around us, this is us doing it to our own kids. And when I saw this, Joe could attest to that. I am, I am, I was genuinely, um, what's the word? You were taken back Moved. for sure. You were, well, you were appalled as well, not Just, to use an extreme word, but you, you kept going, what, what? What? When, you, when you hear the news of what parents are doing to their own children, what teachers are doing to their own, the kids that they're supposed to be teaching math and science and history to, they're grooming them. When you actually see it in one place, and, it's shocking. And this is all about what their ki- children are exposed to on social media. And I've seen a lot of it. You have the trailer in a little bit, but I, I in the trailer, there's a lot of videos that I've already seen on Libs of TikTok. And they actually have the girl from Libs of TikTok in this documentary talking about the videos that she's compiled and what she's kind of witnessed herself. So the film's about, uh, it's called There's a War, it's called War on Children. That's, uh, I'm going to play the trailer like Jill said. Uh, far, left a- far left activists will stop at nothing to indoctrinate them, guilt them, punish them until they submit to their woke religion, which is transgenderism and belonging into the LGBTQ community, which I know a lot of people that belong to that community and they totally agree with this film because they don't want any part of this. This is not really about LGBTQ uh, the majority of people that are, you know, identifies that. Well, how many times have we played audio from people not only here in Orlando, but also other places in the country that are part of the LGB? And they're like, the T and the Q is tarnishing the LGB because they have a different agenda. 
Right. Robbie Starbuck is the guy who put the film together, and this is what he wrote. This post, by the way, um, there's nothing obscene or, or um, in any way, there's nothing, no reason why this happened, but Meta, Instagram and Facebook pulled off the trailer and pulled off any post about the trailer. So did TikTok and uh, who else? I think that's it. But really, they will not run the censorship. You are living in a country now that is absolutely 100% officially, you get a badge. Communist. But you know what's Why funny? Why would they do that, though? What's funny is the videos that this movie exposes and the social media posts that this movie exposes, the posts and the videos themselves are allowed all over social media. But the fact that the movie points out what they're trying to do, oh, no, 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 you can't have that. So listen to this. Just before I play the trailer, listen to this. So uh, Robbie, the guy who, Robbie Starbuck, who made the film, says, this post means more to me than any post I've ever made. We've worked for six months making our film, The War on Children, to fully expose the war on kids. Uh, If I told you all the uh, trials along the way, you wouldn't believe me. It's truly felt like a battle of good and evil just to uh, get you into the position where you see what this was like. So what what do I need you to do is help us. Now, the thing is, I'm reading from something he posted when he initially posted the trailer. Since he posted the trailer, listen to this. This is the most watched documentary ever, and it's only the beginning of 2024, and it's only been a few weeks. Is that incredible? Well, they tried to do the same thing with Sound of Freedom because they didn't want to expose the world of child trafficking. And they're like, oh, we got to be hush hush about it. And this is like Rick said, right in our backyard about our own children here in this country. It got, I'm trying to see, it got 30 million views in the first week. 30 million. The most viewed documentary of 2024 so far. It's amazing. So here's a bit of the trailer for you. Just play a little bit of it. Are they intentionally sexualizing our children and stealing their innocence? I think that's right. TikTok specifically is designed to target young people. That's who their audience is. Have children died because of social media? Absolutely. Have they been trafficked off of social media? 100%. Have they been sexually exploited off of social media? Ongoing. Yes. I'm scrolling on TikTok. I see little kids with TikTok. What are they looking at? This is what you don't want kids to see. Is that correct? Exactly. And again, this is depicting children. This is this is supposed to be kids. Well, honestly, I didn't even know that transition um, from female to male was an option until I um, was on social media and began being exposed to those type of communities. You've never seen an 18-month-old masturbating? No, I haven't. Have you seen any sexually explicit drag shows marketed as all ages for kids that you would denounce or think that are a problem and that you want to distance yourself from? No. You know this is wrong. So, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to end the interview. Yeah, that's a uh, drag queen right there. When you see the videos, I don't know how to describe them to you. Well, uh, one of the things that what they show you in this trailer before they speak to this specific drag queen that wants to end the interview because it's just being exposed for what has happened at certain events, you see someone dancing on a pole in S&M gear with all their Ghibli bits hanging out, holding a baby while they're spinning on a pole. What? Yeah, it's, 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 I can't even, I can't. The War on Children, you can rent it for $11.99 for movies, plus you can uh, get it if you go online to uh, Robbie Starbucks slash, uh, oh, oh, on X, x.com slash Robbie Starbucks, you can get it for five bucks and if it's, you subscribe. It's him and his wife that put the movie together, but Riley Gaines is in it, the girl that puts together libs of TikTok, people that have uh, been 
forced in their school by teachers uh, and or adult figures and have been encouraged to transition when they, it's not what they wanted to do, so they detransitioned, but it was too late for them because they got double mastectomies when they were 13 years old. 13. It's insane. You can go to the Rumble app as well and uh, rent the film there if you want. Um, here's just a little bit more of the trailer. Use the word sexualized kids at a young age or, you know, how are you feeling it just seems like there's no moral, you know, construct at all. Are kids facing just the absolute worst onslaught of grooming that we've ever seen? Yes, the entertainment industry is sexualizing children for an agenda. Your daughter was secretly transitioned at school. This policy has to do with children as young as five all the way through high school. Yep. You know, Australia right now, it's been okayed by legislation to uh, give puberty blockers to kids as young as three years old. How? And what you're going to see is the, the what they have is the pushback um, from the human rights campaign and some people that say they're part of the LGBTQ community. The pushback is this is an attack on the LGBTQ community or this is an attack on trans people, which uh, they also interview actual trans people in this movie and they're saying look I was able to transition I'm older I was educated enough to make the decision for myself but why would I be trying to force other people to do the same right mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not fun and um, just to just to give you a little this is not about the movie but this is something that also came out this weekend it was on uh, Daily Wire but this is a woman that writes for Daily Wire uh, Wall Street Journal and she got this 1991 study out that this is way before any of this stuff started. The mm-hmm. trans thing, the LG, the alphabet mafia, the pressure on children, all this stuff before it all started. 1991, what a good year. Anyway, um, it's a study that came out back then about mothers of boys and their gender identity. It was surrounded by gender dysphoria. Back then it wasn't called gender dysphoria. The study was put out by the National Institute of Health. That's okay. the NIH. That's the one with... Fauci and the masks and the vaccine and all that, that's them, right? Okay. The study called Mothers of Boys with Gender Identity Disorder. See, back then it was called disorder. They don't want you to hear that word anymore. Mm. So a comparison of matched and control groups was published in the Journal of American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry by Dr. Sonia Morantz and Dr. Susan Coates. Back then it was taken seriously. It was like... You know, this is this. We should look at all sides of this. There wasn't all this, you know, rush to get puberty blockers in your kid and, and slice their ghibli bits off. The woman interviewed 16 mothers of boys with GID or gender dysphoria, person whose gender identity doesn't match their assigned sex, and 17 mothers of boys without it. The study concluded that 53% of mothers of sons with GID qualified the mothers as having borderline personality disorder. Bing bong, bada bing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I just want you to listen to this. This is great. This is one of the people who was involved in the study, and listen to what he says. I think people underestimate to what extent privileged, especially white women, are willing to sacrifice their children for the altar of status. It's for them, having a trans kid is like winning the lottery, right? And you laugh, but it's, it's really the case. It's very disturbing. Uh, they're the only ones bringing their kids to drag shows because for these affluent white female liberals, awfuls, a man in makeup is like the second coming. And... You know, they're showing dad or their husband or whoever how enlightened they are because this is what corporate media tells them. So they can't wait to bring their kids and show how with the program they are. So they are a menace. 
Um, and this, in my opinion, is Munchausen's by proxy. You know, they're torturing their kids for the sake of status and accolades. Now, if you can get the study, you can find a 1991 study from the National Institute of Health about uh, gender identity disorder. Post it. Post it. See what happens. Just post it. This guy's that you just heard, he kept on, uh, he's a doctor, he kept on uh, going about how, um, I don't want to bore you with the rest of the audio about how, if this came out today, this study would be buried, you'd never hear anything of it. Right. But this woman who wrote yeah. the uh, piece um, brought the story out and it's gotten a lot of attention. Her, de- her name is, I can't find it right now. Well, the, the author of the study is Dr. Nina Slander, an author of uh, Practicing Psychology and Children. So... I think the thing that uh, other people, at least the people that I've spoken to in the community, are confused by is if you have a child that you think feels like they're wrong, born in the wrong body, and, and you have to remember trans is different from being gay. These are two different things. It has nothing to do um, with each other. And so I think the confusion comes is what's the push? Like, let's say you have a three-year-old son that likes to pretend like he's a girl and wear a dress. What's your rush and your push to make him a girl at such a young age? If yeah. he wants to be a girl when he's older, he'll be one. Because but like, is, why do you have to push it and force it on them? Because of what he just said. These yeah. women, these white, They're trying liberal, to live through them. overeducated women. No, they don't want to live through them. It's a trophy. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll be I'll be popular, popular and looked at from the, the community as such a wonderful person right. because I have this trans child. I talked talk, I talked about this last week. It's it's pride. It's false pride. It's pride about look how wonderful I am. I mean, that's why there's mothers that are actually pushed mothers with incredible education in the suburbs wearing Lululemons pushing their kids to be transgender. Can you not just let your kid be who your no, kid is? Because it's a trophy for you. All right, 35-year-old man faces charges after deputy said he stole an Amazon delivery van in Ormond Beach. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a van full of prizes, but... (laughs) Deputy said Matthew Darwin Hollingtalling, 35, stole the van from a driver in Ormond Beach. This happened yesterday. Here we go. Keep your hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Turn around. Keep your hands up! Keep your hands up! Put your hands down. Put your hands down! All right, we're taking them in custody now. You got the van, Sarge? Nope. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. Yeah, now he's going to be away for a little while. Hoddling has around 17 grams of meth on him at the time of his arrest. You heard right there. No big deal. Grand theft auto, motor vehicle trafficking, methamphetamine, and possession of cannabis. Wow. Free two-day prime shipping right to the clink. (laughs) You should have got Jake Grady Judd on that. He'd be talking for a half hour. <laughs> Remember the server who got a $10,000 tip? Everybody was so, yeah, wow, that's very sweet. fired. What, the server? Yep. She got fired. Southwest oh. Michigan waitress terminated days after getting her $10,000 tip, which, she, by the way, she shared all of it, gave $1,000 to all the other waitresses. Well, Didn't that's we do nice. something like this uh, in Georgia, I think, maybe two years ago? We had a similar thing. Somebody came in, gave a fat tip to the staff. The staff split it amongst themselves, but the restaurant owner like fired everybody because they didn't get a cut. No, the restaurant actually paid the taxes on the tip, which nice. I don't understand. It's a Maison, uh, Maison Jar. I don't know. I know he was drinking coffee. His bill was only like $30, so the tip was like a very big tip. We do have that time where it's we're not making as much money as in the summer, but I mean, 
everyone goes through things, and I know it's hard sometimes, but, you know, you never know what, what or who is going to bless you. What? See, I think that if the girl was given the tip, it was nice of her on her own accord to, to go ahead and split it with everybody. But why is the need of, if you did the service and someone says, I like you, here's a tip for you, why do you have to give it to other people? I don't know. I know it's considered courtesy, but... It shouldn't be mandatory. No, here, here's yeah, a five. Like why do we have to sit when it's cold in here when all of us could decide what temperature the studio should be? Get over it. Mason Jar Cafe <laughs> co-owner Jamie Cousins told News 8 in an email that labor laws prohibit management from providing details on the server's dismissal, but said, quote, it was not affiliated with the tip she received, end quote. Right. Earlier this month, the customer left a $10,000 tip on about a $32 bill. He said he was doing it to honor the recent death of a friend. He was in town to attend the funeral. The tip was split among nine ways among the staff members. News 8 has not been able to contact the server for comment. Now, on another topic, the TV station you just heard the anchor on right there is Wood TV, W-O-O-D TV 8. Nice. When you get up in the morning, you've got to have Wood. (laughs) So we still don't know why she was fired, right? No. And we're never going to find out. Well, I'm sure she'll speak up at some yeah. point, but she's got a gag order on her from the owner of the restaurant. Well, she probably it. made all that money when I'm quitting, takes a dump in the kitchen and leaves. Well, let's hopefully she didn't do all that. But I mean, think of it. If she's working and she's hustling and going around and other people are just sitting there being lazy. I'm not saying they were, but I'm giving you an example. Right. And she gets the tip. Then why does she have to give it to other people? I know you're really on that, but I agree with you. I agree with no, you. No, I'm only because I'm, no. I'm flashing back to when I waited tables and I had someone give me a really large tip. And the bartender was like, you have to split that with everyone. I go, why? You didn't do anything. I'm the one that waited on the table. Why do I have to give it to you? Because it's a socialism thing they've been taught in school. And she's probably in her early 20s. And she's got that thing in her head from when she was taught about how great socialism is. And you have to share the wealth. That was very nice of her to say, you know what? I want to split this with other people. It was very kind of her to do. But it shouldn't be a mandatory thing. Well, yeah. Was it mandatory? It wasn't mandatory. Some restaurants that oh, oh, the oh, other oh, girl dude. that got tipped ten thousand dollars, and the manager came over and said, "Give it to me. This has to be split amongst everybody." Yeah, screw and he you. Went and took it from her. Yeah, you can't do that. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it, isn't that like a, what do they call that? A tip pool? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so can I get you, gentlemen, something more to drink, or maybe something to nibble on? Some pizza shooters, shrimp poppers, or extreme fajitas. I watched it this weekend. <laughs> so over the weekend, Trump announced his official Trump sneaker. Selling, <laughs> selling for three ninety nine a pair in a surprising appearance following a $355 million New York civil fraud trial outcome, as you all know. Trump is literally trying to bigfoot his way back to the White House, according to this article. But this guy Wasn't this he, at SneakerCon or something like that? Yeah. Made him? Yeah, the Republican frontrunner on Saturdays launched a new sneaker line, including golden never-surrender high tops during a surprise appearance at the SneakerCon in Philly. Mm-hmm. President Trump's official sneaker, which is also adorned with American flag logos, runs $3.99 a pop. That's expensive. It's got a big T on it, too. Yes, like 400 bucks. Yeah, low top style is also offered in either T-red or POTUS white. Both with a golden 45 on the side, the slip-on sells for $1.99. That's, that's more doable. I wonder what they, I got to see what they look like. The high tops are, I mean, pretty cool if you like gold sneakers. Now, not to be outdone, Biden immediately, I can't believe he turned it around so quick, has his own kind of shoe. It's not sneakers. He's jealous. Yeah. Donald Trump brand high tops are expensive. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Now, get the only footwear you can afford in this economy. Dr. Joe Biden's orthopedic shoes. I only pay that little because I'm smart. Dr. Joe's are the perfect shoes for falling up the stairs and falling off your bike. 
Dr. Joe's orthopedic shoes are what gives the president the stamina to stand without falling over. I got hairy legs. And stay comfortable all day while pretending to lead the free world. I'm going to go to bed. Dr. Joe's <laughs> orthopedic shoes. Hail to the feet. Come on. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose, lose, lose. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So I'm sure you know just as much as I do, that it was a pretty crummy weekend weather-wise. Uh, super rainy out there, kind of yucky, and so the rain delayed Disgusting. the Daytona 500 until yesterday. So that's when they got things started. So the Daytona 500 was kicked. I didn't even know that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was there for the, what do they call Master of Ceremonies? Yes. In the proud spirit of America and in the proud spirit of our great country. Finally, The Rock says, drivers, start your engine! <laughs> Wish I had a little more of a rumble than that, but there you go. Uh, and as the checkered flag went down, it was William Byron's number 24 Chevy that took first place. It honestly hasn't su- sunk in yet. It uh, It's pretty incredible. I mean, this race takes so much to to go your way and, and so many little things that happen. And uh, I just felt like our team did a great job all day of just managing all the adversity we had. And, um, you know, just we're, we put ourselves in position at the end to have a shot. He was followed by Alex Bowman and Christopher Bell coming in second and third. This is Byron's 11th career win. Good for him. What are you on the local news? Eleventh? No, if you're on the news, you got to go like this. This is his eleventh career win. Win. And you have to whisper the last word. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I don't more tonight that. at eleven. <laughs> don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right. So you were just talking about how somebody, what was it, Volusia County? Somebody hijacked an Amazon truck. Yeah. They, yeah. Let's get a load of this story. So here's a guy drives an Amazon truck. He's in New York City, and he's parked on the corner because he's unloading his truck. So he notices this guy standing near his truck butt naked, whips his thingy out, and starts going to town on himself. And the guy's oh. like, 
Guy's like, what the hell are you doing? Get away from my truck. So the guy tries to jump onto the truck. And so, and he, and he lunges at him. The naked guy lunges at the Amazon driver like he's going to hit him. So he picks up some snow. There's snow on the ground, ice, and he pelts him in the face. Like, nice. snowball fight! Pelts him in the face. Guy falls down to the ground. He sees some cops coming. So the Amazon truck driver runs towards the cops, and he's like, you got to help me. This guy's, it turns out he was a legal immigrant, 26 years old. Of course. Um, so he runs to the cops. The cops arrest the Amazon driver. Why? What? For assault, third degree assault. The naked man was attacking me. I know. So what he said, he was so upset too. He said, "This is this is really upsetting because I come to you for help, and I'm the one that gets in trouble." He was aggressively trying to hurt me. I was trying to protect myself and my job. So I asked the cops for help. I ran to you guys and because he didn't want to hurt the guy. He thought if the cops were around, I might have to punch the guy. I might have to do more and I would physically have to get violent and harm the guy more than I already did by pumping him in the face yeah, with the ice. I'm sorry. You're coming at me naked trying to attack me? You're getting yeah. whomped, dude. So what happened? So when the, he was informed um, that this guy, the 26-year-old naked guy, was a migrant, um, the Amazon worker said to the cops, because the cops go, oh, well, he's an illegal immigrant. And he goes, so- What does had, that have to do with yeah, it? I don't care. He goes, he had a chance. He was given a chance by being let into this country, and he didn't use it. He was like, so he deserves to get punched in the face. He'd come up to me. He doesn't know how to behave here. And so he went to court. Uh, what did he get out with? They let him out, but this is an open case now. So he goes, now I have an open assault case that I how have to deal with possible? by trying to protect my job and not lose my job by getting violent on the job. He's like, I was trying to do it the right way. And he talked about, I guess this happened to his dad as well. He was upset. He said, my own father, who was an immigrant, was deported back to the Dominican uh, Republic when he his car was broken into. His dad's car was broken into, and his dad called the cops for the cops to help him, and he got deported, the one whose car got broken Why? into. So he's frustrated with I'm the system. You, this is my home, but I'll never go back. Don't if, you, if you're visiting here, pack your crap up, have somebody pack it up for you, and don't go back. Don't bring your politics here, but don't go back. Mm-hmm. That is a horror show up there. Oh, in New York? New York and oh. L.A. and then California. It's Absolutely Escape from terrible. New York. It's that Kurt Russell movie. Well, you what know the, the other hell, thing? Man? Did you not see all the migrants in the shelter? And I guess the cops are trying to help somebody. And the migrants start assaulting the cops. Yeah. Well, the migrants just kicked the crap out of the cops two weeks ago. Yeah, we got to send Snake Plissken in there. It's the only thing that's going to save us. Yeah, at what point do you Snake just start... Snake Plissken. At uh, what point do you have to send a message and say, you can come here, but you have to act accordingly? If you're going to come here and act like this, you're eliminated. Yeah, but if the cops are on the side of the migrants because they're getting paid more for... for what? What's the point? Just don't go to... Leave New York. I know we got people listening on the... Uh, podcast up there. Just leave. Pack it up today. Leave New York. Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. What the hell, man? I know. Call me Snake. What'd you hear also about the um, there was, oh, I want to get it right. It's a community center, but it was it was used for soccer camp for kids. Yeah. And they oh. were not told that it was overtaken by illegal immigrants right. to house them there. And they showed up for soccer practice and they're like, sorry, it's closed. It's no longer your soccer camp. This oh, yeah. is now a house for illegal immigrants. Yeah, it's happening all over New York. Staten Island is getting the worst of it and it's horrible, you know. And uh, what's funny is who, what communities are getting hit the hardest by this? Black communities. Impoverished communities, black, brown are all the ones because, you know, it's funny because Democrats always act like they're here to help the black man. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're the first one they take a dump on. Well, you know, what's interesting is I know we joke on the show and say, well, take it into your own hands. Got to start blasting them into space when they misbehave. But at the same time, the reality is you have to fight back 
in the voting booth. You can't let this keep going because people don't realize and they'll go, oh my God, that's so awful. I hate it. And then they go vote for the same exact people. Because they just- You have to cut it out. Yeah. It's never going to change if you don't change. You just, you just have to stop. It's unbelievable. Look what happened in Chicago. They had that, that uh, Lori Lightfoot, that, you know, what's her name? Beelzebub, what do they call her? We called her Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. They have Beetlejuice in there, and then they, they have a chance to get a guy who's about law enforcement. They don't vote for him because he's white. They vote for the black guy who's yeah. an absolute overeducated moron, and the city's just just dove into the biggest crime wave it's ever had. I know, it's insane. So Chicago's gotten really bad. Uh, here's a fun story. So Danny Masterson had to be moved back to minimum security prison because he was getting uh, threats of being assaulted and raped himself, which if you don't know... Well, that's what happens in prison. Yeah, well, Danny Masterson himself is serving out his 30-year sentence after being found, found guilty of two counts of forcible rape um, and a third count of another rape, but they don't call it forcible rape. Three women were members of the Church of Scientology, which if you don't know anything about that, they silence you and they try to take care of things within their own church. But it's not so much a big prison gang, so I think he's in danger. <laughs> yeah, so this is funny because I have this comedian. I don't know. Uh, her name's Heather Shaw. She, the, You see, she's on TikTok, so she, this picture pops up of Danny Masterson's mugshot and it says, Danny Masterson threats of assault and rape in prison. And here was her response. Hell yeah. Happy Monday. It's going to be a good week. Look at that. This, huh? This little rapist is getting beat up wherever he goes. This should be on one of those like feel good accounts. You know <laughs> what I mean? Instead of seeing like a puppy cuddling with a cat, I want to see this news. This makes me feel way better. And I know some people are going to comment, how could you wish violence on anyone? Easily, bitch. Easily. <laughs> Especially this guy. Easily. All right, see ya. <laughs> the Church of Scientology. The Church of Scientology. The Church of Scientology. All right, you've heard stories of accidentally going up to someone that is not pregnant and saying, when's the baby? When's the baby to? I never do that anymore. No, no, you yeah. should never do that ever. It usually happens once. Oh, yeah, don't. That's, that's awful. You never want to do that. This is I, kind I just of, say, wow, you're fat. No, you don't. <laughs> you would never. <laughs> this is along those lines, kind of, but I don't really blame this girl. So she and her boyfriend have been dating for quite some time. She hasn't met his family, and his cousin's getting married. And you know how sometimes when it's a cousin's wedding, you're like, I don't know the cousin. He maybe sees the cousin once a year, or maybe, you know, and you get invited, and he's like, hey, this is a great opportunity to introduce my girlfriend to my family. So we're going to go to said wedding. So they go to the wedding. Now, this poor girlfriend has never met the cousin, the bride, the groom, nothing. She's never met any of them. So she's standing there, and the, the boyfriend goes, hey, I really want to introduce you to my cousin. Oh, no. But I got to go to the bathroom. I'll, I'll be right back. Stay here. She goes, okay. So she turns, and she sees this girl in this beautiful white dress, and she walks up, and she goes, hi, I'm so-and-so's girlfriend. Congratulations on the wedding. You look beautiful. She wasn't the bride. Okay. Oh. The bride apparently was standing behind her and heard it and got so upset that somebody else, that she didn't know that she was the bride. This is so ridiculous. And starts crying, uncontrollably what? crying, first of all, which is ridiculous. <laughs> the groom gets mad. The mother of the bride gets mad. What are they mad at? And of course, so, the boyfriend comes back from the bathroom like, what happened? Yeah, so she tells him, and he's like, oh, that's not your fault. Like, how would you know? She's wearing a white dress. She looks like a bride. She's not wearing a veil, but I mean, that's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a innocent mistake. Uncons when I say this is so dramatic, it's so ridiculous. And I know some people that would act like this. Well, this is what I told it's you last so week, crazy. and you gave me crap. Well, no, because you said all women, which is not the case. Okay, but there most. are some women that it's just all some. about I'm the bride, and you look at me. We tell stories all the time, bridezilla stories, where 
if there's a pretty bridesmaid, it's you can't wear that, and no, you need to wear your hair like this, and no, you're not. You do, she told one girl, this is a different story. Should I get a boob reduction? No, she told one girl not to wear makeup because she'll look too pretty. Right. Yeah. You're not wearing makeup at my wedding. Just Can you look like a pile of trash for me, please? Just don't put Can't her in one the of these wedding. girls just haul off on her when she says something the like other that? One, the other one, one of her bridesmaids was pregnant, and she uh-huh. said, you need to hide your belly because I don't want your pregnancy to overshadow my wedding. So I've got you some spanks. Just smush it in there. How many people, those people that are told stuff like that, stay at the wedding? I don't know, I don't know anybody that would, with the right mind wouldn't just get up and leave after... Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna save myself the hundreds of dollars I'm spending in between going to the parties and the and the uh, rehearsal so, dinner and having the dresses. Here's a toaster. So, Peace out. So, what happened? Nothing. They went on with the wedding and she was fine. But everyone was telling her the rest of the family, other than the bride and the groom and the the groom and bride's like immediate family. Yeah. We're coming over to her and consoling her, going, it's not your fault. It's fine. It's no big deal. I don't know why she's making such a big deal about this. So they were on the girlfriend's side, well, believe it or not. This can't be the first time she acts like a moron. I can't, I don't, you, you know, that's a good point because yeah. when somebody, there's a saying they, that I was like always that have taught practice. when I was growing up is when someone shows you who they are, why don't you believe them? Right. So it's like this girl had to have behaviors yeah. all through her life to where this groom-to-be don't you think those would have been red flags unless he just doesn't care and he's blinded by the boobs like you always say? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, boobs will do a lot of that. But it wasn't just the guests, uh, this one particular girl that was misnaming, apparently, the bride. Apparently, everybody was doing it. And do you, Shelly? It's Sarah. Do you, Rebecca, take Charlie? It's Sarah. It's Jam. Right. Do you, Candace, take Philip? Sarah. Jam. Do you, Steve and Francisco, take each other? Why are you doing this, William? My name's Glenn. And my name's Sarah. And my name's Jam. I now pronounce you husband and wife, Terrence. You may kiss the bride, whose name is Razmataz. <laughs> Come on. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. I just don't, I don't understand. Last week, multiple concerned citizens visiting an antique outlet in Texas called the cops. Right there on the spot. They watch a guy select items from multiple vendors at this antique show. Okay, like you do. You go. And shoved them up his rectum. Well, that's not what you're supposed Antiques? to. Antiques? Don't they yeah. give you a little biodegradable bag when you walk in? I mean, they're riddled with lead. What are you doing? Well, that same man was reportedly removing those items from his rectum and placing them back on the shelves after he took them out and shoved them up there. Well, Please. so he, wait, wait, wait. Wait, he's wait. putting them in, taking them out. And then putting it back on the shelf? Yeah. And then you turn yourself around? I don't know. <laughs> you do the hokey pokey. Police were able to find the suspect and identified him as Mitchell Vest. A warrant was issued for Vest's arrest and he was taken into custody on criminal mischief. Criminal mischief. I think it's a little bit more criminal than just mischief. Yeah, don't I touch mean, that. It's been mischiefed. I don't. Yeah, it's like criminal insertion. Oh. I don't know. I don't like it. The items that were allegedly stuffed up his butt were disposed of, according to the vendor. Stuffed well, what are you going to resell those at a butt. discount? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, how's that for a President's Day poop sale? I just had a horrible thought that I'm thinking, you know, these people walk in amongst us and you go to Walmart and you look at something, you pick it up. Well, how many of those things have been shoved up somebody's ass? Well, hopefully none of them. I don't think that's a normal thing. 
No, I know it's not normal, but we read these stories all the time. Ah, new fear unlocked. Has this been up someone's butt? You go up to the manager. Excuse me, can you assure me that none of this stuff has gone up anybody's rectum? I'm going to need that it. in writing. <laughs> can uh, I seems watch okay. Your, can I see your security camera before I try this on? Oh, where's God. your UV lights? I just want to check these things. <laughs> oh, God, man. Guy in Arizona uh, got friendly with a guy in a semi truck towing a bunch of Corvettes. As a matter of fact, it was 1.25 million worth of Corvettes. Okay. Got friendly with him. He was like, "That's cool, man. That truck's cool." His name is Isaiah Walker, 23. He got so friendly with the driver, and the driver was so much of a dummy that he let him in the uh, cab, say, "Hey, it's cool truck, man. I love it. I've never been in a truck." Here, well, go yeah. check it out. Look inside here. Here's the key. Yeah, he sure has been in a truck because he immediately pushed the driver out the door and then got in the driver's seat and drove the truck away. <laughs> yeah. He had himself $1.25 million worth of Corvette. I think it's that one, two, maybe three Corvettes. Uh, yeah, he was followed by deputies. He's now at the county jail, multiple felonies, including robbery and 11 counts of theft. And he's behind the old bars. Wow. Well, he's in a bucket of syrup now. Let's bring out Waylon Jennings to do the epilogue. British Academy Film Awards. Don't these people, I mean, don't these people... Oh, BAFTRA? ...in entertainment have enough self-aggrandizement? Is, nope. is this something that you... Are you that... I mean, think about it. You think it stems from like, well, their their talent deserves to be noted. No, they're a bunch of buffoons who live on... First of all, they're highly insecure and they have to have constant attention. I have to wear a dress. People have to call my name on the red carpet, ask who I'm wearing, and I have to wave. I, I Don't we have anything like that for radio people? No, I uh, wish uh, we did. Uh, pompous radio get-together? No, even if we did, we probably wouldn't be invited. The new PRTs. Welcome back to the 56th annual pompous radio get-togethers. And it's just us <laughs> handing out awards. Rick, here you go. Best Dude, sweatpants in the industry. They had that. They had the Poe Awards. I won an award there. Did Twice. you really? Yeah, yeah. I had to go up and do a speech and everything with your no radio way. pals all around you. Yeah. And now for the award for reddest eyes on the air, Smokestack. Congratulations. <laughs> the British Academy Film Awards, BAFTA, had itself a Prankenheimer on Sunday. It's a play on words. Ha <laughs> ha. When a a content creator sauntered on stage with the cast of Oppenheimer. Uh, that's right. According to BAFTA officials, the trickster jumped on producer Emma Thomas's invitation for several members of the crew to jump on stage when she received the award for the film. I mean, it's the only time you can go. Michael J. Fox presented the team with the trophy. Several fans of the content creator have identified him as YouTuber Liz Wani. He's a prankster. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, the Joker has since revealed that um, the cops... Pulled him aside and said, hey, uh, you're not uh, belonging up you there, are you? You off. But BAFTA spokesperson said, uh, we're not going to, we take this very seriously. Oh, yes, very seriously. And uh, we don't wish to grant him any more publicity, so no comment. Mm. Are you yeah. kidding he me? Can't, he can't get publicity for himself because right. he's going to take away from the publicity of the actors <laughs> to, on to the stage. To all the blowhards on stage that need so much publicity, <laughs> they can't stand to live with themselves. Got it. And uh, you, had, I was on the phone. I was texting Jill, and I was getting a manicure, a pedicure. Your pedi- yeah, you said. Oh yeah. Tozy's getting done. Tozy's yeah. getting done. <laughs> yeah. So how was what? Now what was your what? You and your wife's Valentine's gift to each other? No, it's just. Oh, you're just going to get just a shave. Saturday. Saturday. Gotta morning. get the hooves done. Yeah. Well, yeah I can't well, reach them. Well, I, I admire <laughs> men that actually are secure enough to go get them done because who wants to look at your nastiest feet? Don't you want nice, soft, pretty feet? Yeah. Now the feet, I understand, but the well, hands, I feel like that should be something. You well, should be no, able the to motivation handle. is not what you're saying. The motivation to me is when my big toe starts, the nail gets so long it starts digging into my shoe, and then I get you this pain. You need someone to cut it for you. That's oh. when I get. Yeah, I'm not gonna make my wife cut that. Besides, we don't have a, a sawzall at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> for the talons. So are they all nice and pretty now? Oh, they're pretty. I don't get any polish on them. Should I? I? Um, if You can get clear if you want to. Nah, but you don't no, have to. but then he's too shiny. You either have to match the outfit or nothing at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but, uh, you know, I'm so sure. You, what's next? Are you going to get a facial next? Are you getting your oh, eyelashes I've, done? I've gotten facials. I need my, my eyebrows need done. Do you have? Do you I have, like your eyebrows. Do you have, you have scissors? nice eyebrows. Yeah, I have big, bushy Frankenstein look, women eyebrows. Pay a lo- women pay a lot of money to make it look like they got two caterpillars walking across their forehead. <laughs> you got it already done. I got the caterpillars walking across my Well, I take a lot of crap from bikers I hang out with. Oh, because of the pedicure? Yeah, when we're outside the bar there in Daytona, you know, after we beat up a few people and take some strippers for our own. Look at Rick's cute toes. Yeah. So well, to- apparently Rick's a metrosexual man. Going to somebody to do his feet and hands. Smoothies in the morning. Expensive clothes. Seaweed wraps and operas. Our next you know. You can best believe me, Rick's a metrosexual man. How he rides a Harley, I just don't understand. Not gay, not gay. No, he is not gay. Metrosexual man. Metrosexual. Rick's obviously a metrosexual man. Rick Stacy is a metrosexual man. Metrosexual. Rick Stacy's metrosexual. Mr. Stacy back. I don't like his toe. Oh, very gross. Yeah, well. No, Mr. Stacy, I can't do torn now. Oh, come on. I don't want to do it. Just, just do a couple. Why you always bring me these gross feet? I don't want to do it. Thank you, bye. I'm not leaving. I said thank you, bye. No. Do my toes. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Okay. I want you to be prepared. When you see it coming, you'll know that it's a big steaming pile of duty. And I told you this two weeks ago. I keep track of what I told you. Really? Just so I can remind you when it actually happens that I told you way before it happened. You gonna do the told you so dance? You know what? That's not a bad idea. I need to get that. Okay. Oh, dude. I, I, I've, I, you're prepared. You have a told you so dance? Um, yeah, a little okay. bit. Get it, get it hooked up. It's uh, it's get, just give it. Not yet. Okay. Two weeks ago, I said, "What is Biden going to do?" Because the number one issue now with American voters is the border. Mm-hmm. He never thought that. I really never thought it would rise to number one. It's always been the economy. That's number two. But the border has, and that's a good thing. That means people are becoming more aware. That's excellent. Um, the border is the number one issue, and he knows that he could lose the election. If he doesn't fix the border. But here's the conundrum. He doesn't want to fix the border because the border is what's bringing Democrats power in perpetuity. They'll be there forever. So what does he do? Yeah, what does he do? So here's how it works. We're only about nine months out. So 10 months out. 
So he's got to make it so it's look. It's just like with the uh, border bill. Remember uh-huh. the bill that he said you got to pass this bill for our border security. That didn't work out for him. Neither did the narrative that Republicans want an open border too, which is partially true. I'm not going to kid you or me, but at the same time, that bill was a farce. That was all a switch, bait and switch. So anyway, he's got to make it look like he's doing something about the border. So instead of saying anything here in the United States, he has his minions go over to Mexico and speak to the president of Mexico and also some other Mexican officials. And the fix is on. And I told you this was going to happen. And boy, man, I'm telling you, I impressed myself. This is what I like to call my told you so dance. I told you so, I told you so, I, I, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. So this has been going on for a few weeks now. They made the meeting with Mexico, and all of a sudden, the January numbers came out. Remember, December, we set a record. It was 306,000 crossings in December, a record. And November was a record as well. That's just in a month. That's in a month. Yeah, it's a month. We've had over 10.4 million known crossings. We're not even talking about the gotaways that uh, crossed illegally over the time Biden's been in office. So now the number of migrants dropped by 50% in January. The number just came out 125,000. Now, for those of you that are paying attention and for the rest of people that don't listen to the show that are paying attention, they do this. They tell you, oh no, that's just the way it is. It's, you know, in January, border crossing slowed down. It's historical. No, it's not. But they'll tell you this, and people who are just kind of dumb and floating on the surface and going along with the flow, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Duh. So anyway, they do they do that. Fun fact, the number should be zero. Right. That's so not anyway, how it works. They, That's not how any of this works. So they've cut the crossings down by 50%. Why? Why? Well, they did the opposite. Well, Trump threatened Mexico on another thing. That's why our prices got so low at one point. President Joe Biden's minions got out there and had a little conversation when they said, you need to start turning these people back south or we're going to do this and that and the other thing. Don't know what the threat was yet, but it had to be some kind of threat because we push Mexico around all the time. So now Mexico themselves are sending border crossers through their territory back down south. I think it's political. I think they understand that their polling is just absolutely terrible on this issue, that it actually could be the deciding margin between winning or losing to um, Donald Trump. So I think that they are very serious about reducing those numbers, having Mexico do those operations, get those numbers down and drive the media elsewhere. That's right. Mexico is rounding up migrants, pulling them out of buses, trains, pulling them off airplanes, and they're putting them on their own airplanes and own trains, sending them right back to where they came from. So is this... I'm confused. So they're doing this Biden threatened Mexico and said, we need your help with this. This number has to go down to make me look good or I'm not going to win the election. And Mexico wants Biden to win the election. Trump, on the other hand, walked into Mexico. This is while he was in an office and said, look, you know, we are we're, we're we trade with each other, but we buy more of your stuff than you buy of ours. And I'll tell you what, if you don't lower the tariffs on the crap you're sending us, we're going to just cut you off altogether. And then all of a sudden, Mexico dropped their prices on everything and all the tariffs went down. And we had a great economy going because, you know, we weren't paying these high prices for everything coming out of Mexico. Mm. Not necessarily Mexican goods, but they're a trade. They buy, they sell, they buy, they sell. So, yeah. So, uh, but this is all done in the cloak of secrecy. So all of a sudden, dumb people will see it and go, see, Biden's border policies are working. And then as soon as this election's over, boom. No longer the cloak of secrecy. Dude, 
I'm, 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 you can call me racist or whatever. This is an observation. This has nothing to do with race. If they, it doesn't matter to me if they were Chinese or, or uh, you know, Polynesian. I don't care. But do we have a border. Without a border, there's no sovereignty. Without no sovereignty, there's no country. Yeah, I was in I'm- Walmart this weekend, I, and I haven't been in Walmart in a few months. I was shocked. All illegals. All how you, do you know? Were you, you checking, could t- you no, checking you, the papers? Because you could tell. You could tell how, because I haven't been there in a while. You could see that my wife flew to Tucson and back mm-hmm. just two weeks ago. Every seat, they had their papers with them. The same papers that part of my family just came with, the same exact really? papers. The documents you use for your hearing that's mm-hmm. coming up in about 20 years. Right. Carrying it on the airplane to board. So they're that getting they know their, that's your documentation, right? Yep. They're getting their flights paid for. They're getting mm. their hotels paid for. They're getting the meals paid for. They get health care. Their kids get health care. They get an education. They're paying for everything. Meanwhile, U.S. veterans who got mm-hmm. legs blown off trying to protect our freedom in this country get crap. Mm-hmm. I want to say another word because it's more effective, but that's what they get. So, uh, yeah, I was actually shocked to see the amount we have been invaded. It's almost too late now. We have been invaded. 10.4 million illegals in this country. And I don't care where you're from because, remember, illegals are not, no longer just Hispanic. Mm-mm. They're not just Mexicans. We're talking Chinese military-age men, you know, uh, people from all countries and all nations who just want to come here for, what, for whatever reason. And you see the videos now, and it's kind of scary because the entitlement's there of, like, this is our country now. Do you ever see that? And they're missing behaving and they're disobeying orders from cops and they act like it's it's their country. Well, the entitlement's handed to them on a silver platter. Whereas I pay a bunch of money out of every single paycheck with everything I buy and everything that my kids buy and everything that'll they'll take from me when I'm dead just to have less than what they're getting. Yeah, I just paid a buttload of taxes yesterday and I love the meme that's out there. It's like, don't forget to pay your taxes. Illegal immigrants are counting on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, it's nothing against the people. 80, 90% of them come here for a better life. But even with that, even with that, you come here and the first thing you do is break our laws? Right, right. Try that. If, if we tried to go to China or Mexico or any other country and go over there and act like, this is my country now. Do what I want. See what happens. Uh, don't don't see what happens. Actually, don't take children. Don't do that. <laughs> I tell my own relatives who just came over here. I told them. I told them to their face. I said, you know, you know, my parents. It took eight years. They did it the right way. You yeah. spit in their face by doing what you did. Oh, but well, we did it with the app. They they invited us. I go. Are you really that stupid? Seriously? You know. And they didn't have an answer. Mm. I go, no, you crossed our border illegally. I don't care what app you have. Because they're told it's okay. Yep. That's why. Yeah. All right, so another topic. Truckers supporting Donald Trump are warning New York they will paralyze the city over this $355 million fraud uh, fine that Trump received from a New York biased judge and, of course, the district attorney, Letitia James, mm. who campaigned on getting Trump. So now the drivers are saying, we're not going into New York. If things go as planned, the city could pay a big price. It could shut New York City down. Um, And, you know, I don't want to hurt the people of New York. That's not what I'm trying to do. But my part in it, if if New York just loses 10%, just 10% of the trucks that go in there, their prices are going to skyrocket on everything from milk to eggs to any type of goods that the consumer needs. Yeah, this is another trucker. His name is Chicago Ray. I've been on the radio talking talking to drivers for about the last hour, hour 15 minutes. And uh, 
I'm talking of at least 10 drivers going the other way. I'm heading down from South Wisconsin. And uh, they're going to start refusing loads in New York City starting on Monday. You see uh, Governor Hochul had to come out and say, no, 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 we're not going to do this to other businesses. We just do this to Trump. I mean, so many words. Right. All these businesses immediately after the, uh, you know, he lost this civil fraud case, all these other businesses were like, got to get our crap out of here. We got to get out of here. We're going to Florida, Texas. We're getting out of here. And the governor was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't leave lonely. We're not going to do that to you. We just do it to Trump. It's political. We're persecuting him. It's no big deal. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they said. She said. But basically, that's what she said. And he's appealing this, obviously, right? Yeah, he's appealing, but he's got to pay the $355 million to get the appeal. Does he get it back if it's appealed? If he wins on appeal, but it's insane. And to get that money, he's going to have to sell all his New York properties. $355 million is a half a billion dollars. Yeah. He's only worth $2.2 billion. I know that sounds crazy only, but you got to understand, this guy was worth $3.7 billion before he became president. He lost a billion and a half being president. I love those people that, he's not doing it for the money. Yeah, I don't think so, okay? But uh, Ted Cruz came out and said, yeah, this this ruling is insane. The, the judge's decision in New York is an outrage. This was a partisan Democrat judge adjudicating on a case brought by a partisan Democrat attorney general. Mm-hmm. She campaigned, Letitia James campaigned on saying, I'm going to get Donald Trump. She got in front of this smirking, sanctimonious partisan Democrat who then in that case, understand this judge just ordered Donald Trump to pay over $350 million for an offense that had no victim victim that involved giant international banks that made money, didn't lose money, and that were eager to loan more money. And the entire thesis of it was, well, they say Trump overstated the value of his real estate. The last I checked, these banks were not fragile, vulnerable consumers. They went in and valued the real estate. They were eager to make the loans. They made money on it, and they wanted to make more. But what this is about, this is about power and trying to destroy Donald Trump. Why? Because ultimately, this is about attacking democracy. They want to stop the voters from voting for Donald Trump. It, it, it is dangerous, the, the, the brazen cynicism with which they're willing to abuse the justice system to try and stay in power at all costs. Think about it. We have 28 states trying to get Donald Trump off the ballot. In Oregon, they've already taken 10 Republicans locally there off the ballot. This is the new democracy. This is the way it's going to work, huh? You take off your hmm. anybody else who's competing against you? All right. How many people know Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine? Ugh. Yeah, that's the, the man that thinks he's a woman. That is the Assistant Secretary of Health, and he's obese, by the way. Admiral Rachel Levine. Admiral. You're not going to... This is... you got to understand something. Um, politicians and... and, and I'm offended, and I'm not a member of the black community, but I'm offended just as a human being, that you would allow or, or other people use you as a pawn, as, as, mm-hmm. a, as a trophy or what, what mascot for their aggrandizement to make themselves look better is sick. It really, and they do it all the time. Here's Rachel Levine talking about, you know, it's Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Morgan Freeman doesn't like it. No. But here's Rachel Levine talking about what they're doing to help the black community out. I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Okay. So far, so good. There's health care issues in the black community, no doubt. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. How's that? 
Okay. I mean, I hear it all the time when I go up. <laughs> well, like all my black friends just have a cloud right over them. Just all the time, man. They're like, like this, I got to get out of here. This climate change. Let him go on. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. Okay, let me let me just jump in there for a second. Think about this. While, she's, while he's saying that, um, green weenies who support the Biden administration and the one that he reacts to the most, that group, you know, environmentalists and climate change folks, they're the ones who take communities like she's, he's speaking of right there and turn them into communities that they can't afford to live in any longer because they've got to revamp them into climate compliant communities. You know, that costs money. So all of a sudden, these communities become all, you know, fluffy and green. And now the people who are barely can live there now oh, because of the rent. you can't afford it too bad, get out. Yeah. So it's what I keep saying. The people that always tell you that they're there for you are the ones that screw you the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to gentrify your whole area via climate change. No, I'm going to play as Thomas Sowell. He's he's uh, and I have to mention that he is black. He's a scholar. He's one of the brightest men I've I've ever read about read from. And he has this is a guy. You got to understand. This is a book I got on uh, you know audio. What's we call it? Uh, so he's very a, boring to listen to. Yeah, because this, this is the guy who reads the book for you. But this is him reading Thomas Sowell. Go ahead. Politicians who use blacks as mascots do not hesitate to throw blacks to the wolves for the benefit of the teachers' unions, the green zealots whose restrictions make housing unaffordable, or people who keep low-priced stores like Walmart out of their cities. Yeah, I mean... Using human beings as mascots is not idealism. It is self-aggrandizement that is ugly in both its concept and its consequences. You know, that book, I just got it. So I'm beginning to listen to it. But the stuff that I hear in the, do you know that some communities, black communities, mm-hmm. uh, the leaders of the black communities who are staunch left wing crazy people won't allow Walmart in their community because in their minds, they want the people in that community more dependent on the government for their sustenance than to go to a discount store like Walmart. I mean, it's a, this is rampant. This, it's black people mascotting other black people. It's a class society inside the black community. Yeah, but the fact that Rachel Levine came out, and the comments on this post are hysterical. What do you got? Well, because, you know, Rachel Levine is trans. It's like, uh, I feel like I'm watching one of those characters on PB's Playhouse. Uh, says the guy in a dress. Says the white guy in a dress. Somebody else commented and said, I'm black and this is hilarious. Um, let's see. I feel like I'm watching a scene from a dystopian sci-fi movie. Not taking advice from a guy pretending to be a girl. Our enemies are laughing at us. Um, not long ago, people with severe psychological disorders were committed to behavioral health centers. <laughs> this is an actual clown in a clown world. Like that's, And we actually had someone post... Let me hold on. I gotta that's all good it. stuff. We had somebody post on our own page because I put up a little thing about the... Rachel Levine. You know, every day I put up, here's what's coming up on the show. And someone said, this is a good point. Why does he assume that people in black communities have mental health problems to begin with? Good grief. What a racist. Yeah, Yeah, no, no. Jeez, there you go. Dude, they're all racist. They're all absolutely 100%. Yep. Yep. And then they have, then they have other black people that are part of the, you know, far left 
uh, ideology that will call anybody who speaks common sense in the black community, like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, they're multicultural white supremacists. If you have you step out just a little bit from the marching orders, you know, from the lockstep with other, you know, left wing blacks or whites or liberals, whatever, all of a sudden you're one of them. You're mm-hmm. a white supremacist. They called Larry Elder a black talk show host in Los Angeles. Remember that? Yep. The girl screamed from the side of the road. A white girl in in a in a uh, one of those um, dominatrix outfits on the side of the Calling road. Calling him a white supremacist. Yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? It's unreal. Can we have a little more, Rachel? And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. Half of my family uh, now is black. Uh, I never, and I hang out with them a lot. Uh, I never heard him talk about climate change. We Any of them sit going down and really discuss you know, the, our fear of climate change, yeah. guys. We, we gotta get to the, the bottom of this. The, 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 the amount of steaming pile of dog duty that these people are shelling out now is unreal, and I'm glad to see the people are waking up because it is, it is insane, right? I like what that other guy said though. The book on audio. I like what he said about using humans as mascots for That's your what they agenda. Do. Yeah. Well, they do it with the trans community, too. They always try to say, we're here to protect you, and, and it's these people, and we're here on their behalf because they can't do it for themselves. I'm like, if I was part of any of these communities and someone's speaking on my behalf, I would be like, don't speak for me. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the, hey, the, the torch people want to take your pitchforks away, people. So, like, suddenly you're not mad at the people in charge. You fight against each other. Mm-hmm. This is just a very advanced way of saying, no, no, it's these guys. Look over here. Look what they're doing to you with the climate change and all that Well, I saw garbage. something very eye-opening the other day, and it's true, and I know people know this, but, you know, they want us fighting with each other, so we won't fight with them. Oh, yeah, of course, and that's why they want to disarm you, too. In case mm-hmm. you do fight with them, you have nothing to fight with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Samsung's Galaxy, I was out at uh, Best Buy this weekend. How'd I can't go? go in there. It's a bad thing. Because I'll buy something I don't need, I really don't need, and spend a lot of money on it. The, the commercial that's out about Best Buy is the perfect commercial, where they call it the playground, and the dad and his daughter tell the wife every time, we're going to go to the playground, thinking that she's going to think they're going to the park. Right. And they go to Best Buy and they play video games with each other and they watch movies on the TVs and stuff like that. And then at the end, it's Christmas time. She gives them bags from Best Buy. And they're like, how'd you know? And she's like, what, you think I've never been to the playground? <laughs> it's cute. That's great because that's what I go there for. Yeah, I saw a laptop. I go, I don't need a laptop. I got a laptop. I don't need a laptop. And then I'm looking at it going, it needs me. It's calling my name. It is calling my name. So anyway, they have a Samsung Galaxy out right now, the S20, uh, S24. I saw it. It's topping the iPhone in customer satisfaction. How, you know? What's it, it look cool. like? Yeah, does it? I it's, hate it's, that I just switched. Now i got to switch back. Is it a foldy phone or is it just a normal Samsung? Uh, no, it's normal. And they have the Ultra, the ultra which is the size of your car. What, no, what, so what's the Samsung what? S24 Ultra. Really? I do like the one that folds out too, but I can't, I can't switch back. I can't. It's, Ooh, it's pretty. I know. Yeah, they're actually way nice. I know, but everything's so integrated with the Apple. I mean, I, is I, it? You me. hate that thing. All you I do is complain hate, about it. You're like, what? Well, switches the files at home, but it's not doing it here. No, the real reason is, and Rick, it's the same reason I won't switch over because I have. My Apple laptop, my Apple watch. Yeah. You have all the accessories that all connect to each other. So if you switch the phone, you got to switch all of them. But yeah. how often are you texting on your computer? How much? Anytime I, you're I text on the laptop. On my, I text on my computer all the time. Yeah, anytime the laptop's open, you don't have to have your phone near you. It just yeah, but you have computer. your phone near you anyway. I talk on the phone on my computer. Mm-hmm, when you, you guys call me, I answer on the and computer. you could do it on the watch, too. Yeah, on the watch, too. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? Always sounds weird? No, it sounds weird. And I have the watch, too, and you guys never walkie-talkie me. 
Oh, I, I love know. the walkie-talkie yeah, feature. Yeah, I've been sending oh, you guys invites for weeks at a time. How do you do it? How do you walkie-talkie? It's, it's the little yellow, yellow thing. Here, let me what see. yellow thing? The right. yellow thing. You might not have it in yours. I'll have wow, look it. Friends you invited. Jill and Rick. What, on your watch? Is that on your yeah, watch? Yeah, look it. Invite again. Oh, you invited me? Where? Yeah, look it. Rick Stacy. Invite oh, again. Oh, walkie-talkie. Here we go. Uh, walkie-talkie would like to send you notifications. All right. Allow. Okay. Can we? Will it work right away? I mean, it should. I've had you oh, guys on Oh, smokestack! Right is. there. Look at that. Okay, so I press on that. Oh, there it is. So I'm inviting you to a walkie-talkie talkie friend. Accept. Okay, I'm accepting you I'm now. Accept. Sorry. Now, what happens now? Do I press something? Now. So now if you want to walkie-talkie him, you hold Turn his on. name down. Hold the thing down? Yeah. And you can use it as a walkie-talkie. Okay, touch and doing? hold to talk. Hey, are you coming in on time today for a change? Uh, no, I won't be in today. Whoa! <laughs> cool! That's fun. All right. I got something to do today. Okay, you're not, you're not going to hear it. I'm going to call you all, talk to you all day. <laughs> Great. Now you can. See, you have no excuse now. He'll be like, I texted you. I called you. I walkie-talkied you. <laughs> oh, that was the darnest thing. I flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the? Uh, did you see this over the weekend? This was this was great. I want to hug her. Her She's name's great. Anna Harchek. She's 18 years old. She's working at a car wash in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So the lady pulls up in a white, uh, you know, four door little vehicle. And um, she's she's at the head of the car wash. So you know, the job of the employee there is to spray the car, get right. some excess dirt Before off. Before it goes through the thing. Right. So she's spraying the front. She sprays the side. And just then, the driver opens the window and throws a lemonade at her, cup and all, ice, oh, everything. Hits her right in the face. Her. For no apparent reason. Yeah. What kind of a jerk? But without even, not even like, it was complete instinct. It was, she took the power washer sprayer and Put it right in the car. Nice. Right in the window and hosed her down. I was like, yes. It was awesome. And I'm thinking, first thing I thought is what? what she's going to get fired. She's going to get fired. You know, she's she's don't do it. that to customers. No, well, man. Customers don't do that to me neither. She told the managers. They looked at the video. They said, well, we're right behind you. Nobody's going to do that to our employees. Absolutely. Why would the, why would the, I can't say it. Why would she do that? Well, some people are evil and have... For, for no reason? Some people look down on others as their servants. I mean, you're we, here, take my trash, you peasant. We did a story last week about a guy that shoved his own grandmother down to steal her car. That's true, we did. That's true. You know, it's people are terrible. Final, Donald Trump is literally trying to bigfoot his way back to the White House. The Republican frontrunner on Saturday launched a new sneaker line, including golden never-surrender high tops during a surprise appearance at SneakerCon in Philly. If your foot's huge, they're huge. The high top is three ninety nine, and it's available for a limited time only, and it's got uh, a big T on it, and it comes in red and white. Now, you can get the low top, which is also comes in red, but it has a big T on it, or POTUS, on mm-hmm. the white shoe, both with a golden 45 on the side. The slip-ons are one ninety nine, And, of course, I'll be coming out with a steel-toed industrial version for my hard-working Americans. <laughs> Hi, folks. It's your favorite. President Donald Trump with your new favorite sneaker. It's the Trump sneaker. It's great. It really is. Jump higher and run faster with the Trump sneaker. You can run with boxes of classified documents really fast with the Trump (laughs) sneaker. That I can tell you. You can leap over those documents in a single bound. Amazing. There's nothing you can't do with the Trump sneaker. I was under investigation by the Attorney General for fraud and I was able to run away to a different state out of their jurisdiction super fast with the Trump sneaker. Oh yes. 
Yes, you can run bigly fast with the Trump sneaker. And you can run up to the prosecutor and say, this whole thing is a sham, and not get any blisters on your feet, because the Trump sneaker is very comfortable. That I can tell you. So what are you waiting for? Get the Trump sneaker. Just do it, and get away with it. Order now. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Oh, my God. On 105.9 Sunny FM. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Well, if you like watching people fall down, then this is for you. First of all, have you seen video of Madonna's new tour? Yeah. What do you think? I think she still looks like the little guy from Saw. Does she does look like that? Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean. But I was thinking of the guy from Lord of the Rings, um, Schmeagol. Schmeagol, but yeah, she. What happened? The video I saw. Friend of mine went to her show. So excited to go to her show! I can't wait to see Madonna. And she's like, she's dancing, but she's holding on to a railing while she dances, so she doesn't fall down. Isn't that a ballet thing? No, no. This was a, I need someone to prop me up. Then I don't get the butt implant. Do you see her from the side? Yeah, it looks like two huge books. It's insane. (laughs) So she's dancing the other day. This was at uh, Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. Of course, they would have an arena called Climate Pledge. Um, This one doesn't seem like it's her, her fault, though. She was sitting in a chair, and then one of her dancers come from behind, leaned the chair back, and started dragging it across the stage, but the dancer slipped, and so they both fell down. Oh, there she goes. Ow. Oh, ow, ow. Ow. Oh, jeez. Oh, a long way down. Yeah, for that chair? Yeah, it's a tall chair. It's a high seat. Is that it? Oh. Ow. She played it off pretty well, though, as you could hear. Uh, she continued to pretend to sing. It was pre-recorded voice tracks. Well, yeah. Of course, it never skipped no. a beat. On the- <laughs> right, like, right. You see her, like, because they fall. She rolls out of the chair, and then as she, like, rolls over onto her stomach, she gives this look to the dancer, like, you're dead. Yeah. And they're like, ha, 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 things happen. Show must go on. But you could tell that, like, later, she probably worth, got chewed. She's worth, let me ask you something. She's worth $400 million. She can, why? Why, why is she still out there? Why? Just... Say goodbye. To prove that she can be. For what? Who I cares? Exact- Nobody cares. She does, apparently. What? Like, why do you need more? Do I you know, need more? It's like, yeah. You're so empty inside? I mean, is that... Because give me 10% of that, I'm gone. Do you think it's a an attempt on her part to be like, I still got it? Yeah, it's something. I don't, it's, it's ego-related, yeah, but I don't know... Why you would do that to yourself? I mean, enjoy your life. She looks like she's struggling. It's, it's well, of course she's struggling. She's sixty-seven. I mean, it's like Mima in concert. <laughs> it's rough to watch. Mima, don't fall. Oh, oh. bless. All right, so we've all had an overbearing boss. Oh yeah. Nah, not me. Uh, I know someone <laughs> recently who was out sick with the flu, which, by the way, the flu's going around. Everybody's got the flu. Yeah, it's I was going to say, I haven't had my contact yet. My son is still getting over it right now. The Half the school's out with the flu. Um, and Wait a minute, where are the masks? Where's the quarantines? Where's the, oh, no, where, that's just with COVID. Yeah, hurry, Rick, put her in the bubble. Where, where don't you have to take the vaccine or you lose your job? What's mm-hmm. going on here? Where are the signs? Six-foot separation. So we'll make it seven. Why not? I know someone that was out for a week with the flu, yeah. goes back to work, and their boss says... Were you really sick? I'm like, what are we, 12? Who asked that now? 
What are we sick? Did you check my Facebook page to make sure I wasn't in Aruba? Like, why can't you? I'm out sick. Well, I called you and I was trying to get you to uh, do some work assignments. I'm out sick. I have the flu. I'm not going to work while I'm sick. I have 104 degree fever. I'm trying to get better. No, no. Sick just means you get to be at home. Well, I emailed you to see if you could hop on a meeting. I'm sick. What don't you get about that? So like people don't somebody understand. you know? Yes. Really? Yes. So get a load of this. This is kind of along those lines, but almost worse. Here's a person who has a boss. Uh, here's what she said happened. Um, she has to go to the bathroom fairly often. She has a little bit of a bladder issue. Some people will have what's called IBS. Do you know what that is? Irritable yeah. bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. And they have to, or the, whether they have Crohn's disease. And they're in the bathroom a lot. Some people might have a weak bladder, whether it's from having children or what have you, and they're in the bathroom a lot. So this girl, that was happening to her. Her boss asked her via text message, I need a doctor's note proving that you have bladder problems. The worker what? said, I never claimed to have bladder problems, so why would he assume that? I, I am mm-hmm. in the bathroom pretty often. The bladder assumption comes from the boss's belief that their employee goes to the bathroom too much during their shift. The worker says they stay hydrated at work. I drink about two big gulps worth of water during my shift trying to stay hydrated, so therefore I got to go to the bathroom a lot. Um, this means one to four bathroom breaks per shift because she's drinking a lot. If you, we've, done, we've done it before where it's like, okay, no. I gotta pee. I'm drinking a ton of water. Um, the boss asked how many times you go to the bathroom every day, to which the employee shared way too much information by revealing that there had been two potty breaks, a number one and a number two. First of all, why is your boss even in your business about this? If my right. boss came to me and said, how many times have you gone to the bathroom today? I'd be like, you're a weirdo. Back off, creep. Why are you asking me about when I'm going to the bathroom? Right. Um, <laughs> then... They then asked the boss why they were required to share that information. Why do you want to know this? To which he said he had every right to ask, and they have to answer the question because they were paid bathroom breaks. What? Now, this coworker has no clue how to respond or if they even should. So the question is, should your boss be able to question or dictate your bathroom habits? Do you have an HR department? No. I mean, yeah, you you can't do that because isn't that almost like a borderline medical thing? Yeah, if you tell them, see, this is the issue we have at schools. Um, A lot of the schools now, which I understand why the rule is there so kids won't stay in the bathroom too long and vape and do things like that. But the rules on the bathroom are so strict. You can't go the first 10 minutes of class. You can't go the last 10 minutes of class. There's only a handful of minutes to change in between classes and it's not enough time to go to the bathroom. Therefore, you have to take time out of your learning within the other classes are 45 minutes. So you now have, what, 25-minute span within the class to actually go use the restroom. And if your stomach's upset, forget about it. They give you three minutes to go to the bathroom. And if you take longer than three minutes, they come and get you. Okay, drag me out with my pants down, poop coming out of me. Go ahead, I dare you. But the point is... You're going to be that- making a mess. I'm just diarrhea down the hall. So listen, that's what they're they're preying oh. on. They're praying well- that you're going to be too embarrassed to go and, oh, they're not going to take long. But what if you really had a stomach issue right. and you really need to go? So they're going to, what, shame you and embarrass you in front of everyone because say, oh, I wonder why Billy's in the bathroom for too long. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, apparently. And then girls are the only ones that are given a pass because of their monthly time. They're allowed to be in there a little bit longer. But I think the whole thing Yeah, but thing today's is day like, and age, boys can get away with that, yeah, too. Yeah, what if True. I think I have a monthly time? <laughs> Yeah, I, I identify thing, as having to be in there for a while. I think the whole thing is dumb. If they need to go to the bathroom, let them go right. to the bathroom. Who are you to tell them they can't go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Job, school, no matter what. I'm not pooping my pants for anybody. I used I'm to not. say that 
Because Elliot would go, they won't let us go to the bathroom. I got to. There's been a couple times he would call me. This was a couple years ago. He would call me and say, "Can you come pick me up? I got to go to the bathroom." I said, "Just go to the bathroom at school." No, they won't let me. What do you mean they won't let you go to the bathroom? If they have a problem with it, I'll deal with it. They're not going to tell you you can't go to the bathroom. I can assure you that. And if they do, then I'll march my ass up to the school and we'll have a nice little discussion. Right. How dare you tell kids they can't go to the bathroom? It's ridiculous. Uh, Movie theaters are disgusting. Oh, by the way, so yesterday I was, we always go to the uh, Regal Winter Park over there in Winter Park Village, and they've been under construction for so long. Yeah, they have. Is it done finally or no? It's done and it's gorgeous. Ooh, I was over there yesterday because I was getting a massage over there and going to lunch with my mom over in that plaza. In the park. Yes, and I saw the movie, we parked by the movie theater, and I was like, it's so pretty. It's beautiful. Now, that movie theater is nice. I'm not vouching for every movie theater. But now I'm kind of paranoid. I feel like when I get on a plane, I'll bring like a Clorox wipe with me and I wipe down like the tray and the little air thing above me. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I need to do this at the movie theater because they just came out with a new I study. I can just see you doing that. I know. Everyone will look at me like I'm weird, but I don't care. But they said there's 14 times more colonies of bacteria on movie theater seats and the cup holders than there are on toilet seats. Oh, well, I mean, one's probably getting cleaned more often than the yeah, other. Yeah, but it's good for you. It's funny the things that we clean so much and the stuff that we don't. Your don't. phone? Yeah. yeah, exactly. More feces on your phone than on a toilet seat. And meanwhile, you're going, my kitchen's a mess. <laughs> yeah, and then you don't clean. Well, you got to remember this too. People will bring their phone to the toilet with them. Ugh, so they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're bringing their phone to the toilet, not realizing that you probably get backsplash yeah, and you, bacteria all over your phone and then you type your fingers on it and then your fingers touch things. Yeah, and then your phone gets sprayed every time you flush in a building like this one. How often do you clean your phone? I don't. I should. You don't? Well, you know, I take it out of the thing every night, but I don't sit there with alcohol and wipe it. Now I should. Yeah, I mean... But you know what? It's good for you, though. Bill's character. Okay. <laughs> You've got a lot of character, I can tell. I have a lot of character. Your character is getting on me. Yeah. Um, and finally, Tennessee had this plan to keep people from getting cold beer. Do you remember that? Yes. They weren't going to sell cold beer because they thought it would prevent people from grabbing a beer, putting it between their legs, and cracking it open while they're driving a vehicle. Right. Um, so they were considering a state ban on the sale of cold beer. I guess they wanted you to be able to take it home, not drink it right away, right? Mm-hmm. And put it in the fridge and all that. At first, I was like, what do you want us to do? Think about our purchase? You go home and you think about what you've done while that <laughs> beer cools off. And honestly, like, if you're to the point where you're like, I don't even care. I'm going to drink it in the car. Do you really care if it's cold? Well, they backed <laughs> off a little bit because, you know, Coors Light is famous for their icy cold, you know, the water from the The mountain, the train going through the snow, yeah. Yeah, they're they're famous for their icy cold beer, but Coors Light was like, that's fine if you want to sell, like, ban the sale of cold beer, we'll we'll adapt. So Tennessee backed off, because it didn't work for them. Wow. Hey, Tennessee, your workday is done, so reach for room temperature Coors Light, the coldest tasting warm beer. Room temperature Coors Light is the silver bullet to stop you from getting behind the wheel and cracking a cold one, because it's not. How can you tell if your can of room temperature Coors Light is a balmy 68 degrees? Just look at the mountains. They're not even close to turning blue. But after three hours in the fridge, they'll be ready to drink, even though you'll be ready for bed. Room temperature Coors Light taking the chill out of chilling out after a long day at work. 
know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right. Over the weekend, uh, Biden got NATO confused with Ukraine. Ukraine is not a member of NATO, and uh, it's just part of, you know. But isn't that the whole Russian contention is that they're trying to make it that way? And- well, yeah, that's uh, what Putin's fearing is that he didn't want Ukraine to become part of NATO. But that, that that's not what happened here. This is typical just Biden. It's too old. It's not even the age. It's it's a senility. Here we go. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine, the idea that we're going to let NATO begin to split is totally against the interests of the United States of America. And it is against our word we've given so Funding NATO. Okay, so that guy's running the country. And then earlier in the week, uh, he froze up while he was trying to, you know, tell Trump off or saying. Now I don't know if you remember when Trump was president. He went over to a meeting. I forget what meeting it was with it, Angela Merkel. You know, oh, she, like the G7 or something. Some something. one of those meetings, and he told all the leaders there. He says, "Look." You know, this stuff costs money. He goes, you want us to be your defense because you don't have a defense? We have to have at least 2%. You have to pay 2% at least. That's nothing for the United States to defend you. Nobody's going to come to our defense. Nobody's going to come to our aid. Yeah, nobody ever sends us money. You notice that? No matter all the conflicts and all the stuff we've ever been involved in with our borders overrun, the fentanyl crisis, nobody can afford anything. Is anybody sending us cash or dollars or weapons of any kind so trump did it before and the last time he did it everybody paid up now he did it again of course he's not president right now he's just campaigning he said look he goes you heard the uh, the whole thing you may even have that audio where he said look he goes people ask me he goes so from these countries if we don't pay he's still going to defend us and he says no i'll t- encourage russia to rush right in and do whatever the hell they want in so many words Jeez. so of course Biden jumped on that right away. If we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. Now, here's what's funny about the whole thing. Uh, To Biden's comment, which I'll play in just a second, is that right after Trump said that, all of a sudden, there was, uh, I think there was about... 28 countries hadn't paid yet, not even the 2%. All of a sudden, they're all paying. They're really? Like, he may mean it. We have to do something, just like last time. Like, look at the poll numbers. Just get the money ready. The quickest way to get somebody to turn off, to pay your water bill is to turn the water off. Yeah, and, that's why. That's how the government gets you to pay taxes. They threaten you with violence. It's, it's how that works. Well, that's a little different. But at the same time, is it? I'm sure that Trump, if, if, if it came to the fact that a NATO country was being attacked and they hadn't paid up, he would probably defend them. I'm almost 100% sure of that. But you have to say that to get him to pay or else they're not going to pay you jack. See, Biden doesn't know anything about He He's not a businessman. Trump is. Anyway, so Biden was out there all angry and he's going to tell Trump off for what he said. Pay their dues. He'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. We need CPR. Whoa. I guess I should. Jeez. Give it another shot. I, I guess I should. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Yeah, 
It's pretty bad now. So the White House has been extremely upset with, the of all newspapers, the New York Times. Because all of a sudden, the New York Times has become unbiased. <laughs> Funny. Right. That's just my allergies. Yeah, the New York Times is covering Biden and Trump honestly and equally, uh, is what they say. During a Monday interview with the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, Salzberger, who writes for the New York Times and other media outlets, says we run the risk of leaning towards one of the other extremes. So what we've done here is we've decided in the 2024 election we're going to be nonpartisan and fair down the middle. We're going to continue to report fully and fairly, not just on Donald Trump, but also President Joe Biden, Salzberger said. He is a historically unpopular incumbent and the oldest man to ever serve in office. We've reported on both these realities extensively, and the White House has been extremely upset about us. And of course, uh, they're upset any time you tell the truth, just like in the case of this freeze-up. Do whatever the hell they want. For what? I guess I should... You should what? Say something? I, I guess you should. So Come frustrating. On. Dude, like I said, I'm not trying to make fun of the guy, but at a certain point, you're the president. Snap to it. Mm-hmm. Like, we need someone. Do you want your lawyer doing that in court? Uh, well, I, uh... So anyway... Can you imagine? Everybody's summing up what happened with uh, Fannie Willis. She is the district attorney in Georgia who has brought on the uh, Trump case for election, uh, trying to overturn the election in Georgia because it's a state case. Trump can't pardon his way out of this one. It's a very da- was a very dangerous case. Now, of course, the whole thing has fallen apart. Fannie Willis testified for two days. On the second day, her father testified for her. Oh, it's really? Weird. So anyway, um, if you don't know the story... Real quick, Fannie Willis uh, was messing around with this guy, Nade, uh, Nathan Wade. Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer. Not a very good lawyer, but he's a lawyer. Uh, she has eight attorneys in her district attorney office in Fulton County, Georgia, where the case has been brought against Trump using a grand jury. Uh, she could have used any of those lawyers. They're all well-versed in RICO cases. Three of them are actually uh, heard RICO cases. Nathan Wade's never heard of what, he doesn't know what RICO means. He's just a lawyer who, who knows what he did. She had an affair with him, she says, beginning in 2022. Well, during the last two days of testimony, it turns out, nope, her best friend outed her and said, nope, they were kissing and doing the nasty in 2019. So all of a sudden it goes from she had the affair after she already uh, brought the charges up against Trump to now she's messing around with an attorney that she pre-chose before it all happened in 2019. She planned this whole thing out to pay Nathan Wade $684,000, which they went ahead, a lot of it got spent on trips, luxury trips she took, taxpayers' money. Mm. (laughs) So um, now Scott McAfee was the judge in this case, and Jonathan Turley is a uh, uh, University of Georgia uh, alum. He's uh, well-respected on both sides, and he's talking about He's amazed by the judge at the Fulton County Courthouse that was uh, there with Fannie Willis testifying how lenient he was on letting her just say whatever the hell she want. Meanwhile, in the Trump case, Trump just says good morning and they put a restraining order on him or whatever it was. Uh, what do they call that? A um Oh, the gag order? The gag order, yeah. So here we go. Uh, what was very surprising was the fact that the judge allowed her to go on so, uh, so many tangents and for so long. Uh, she really did uh, end up uh, controlling, I think, uh, questions and the tenor of the proceedings. Absolutely, but Trump 
totally different treatment. Well, it was quite striking because when I was watching her testify, the most obvious comparison was Donald Trump, the person she's prosecuting. Trump went on the stand in, in a couple of proceedings, attacked counsel, attacked the motivations of the proceedings, uh, and called people liars. Uh, she did exactly that. I mean, she, it was, she was out trumping Trump. Yep, she sure was. But did she get into trouble? Was there a gag order? Did the judge tell her to shut up? Nah, nah, nah. She's a Democrat. Nah, you got to let her do whatever she wants. Then there was the stuff she brought up was really weird. At one point she was talking about, the lawyer was asking, at what point did you start shacking up with Nathan Wade, the other the prosecutor you're using to prosecute Trump? When did that start happening? And that, they went back and forth for a little while. And she says, well, wait a minute. She goes, you can't tell, say that we were having sex or having an affair like that when... Then she said this. The poor guy. Can, I want you to picture your Nathan Wade in the courtroom, and she says this. Mr. Wade had a form of cancer that makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous. I, I do appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm this. sorry, what? <laughs> okay. So right in the middle of the case... You're, that's the t- testimony. She's like, who could have done that? He's soft anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to emasculate a black man. If he were white or Chinese, hell, I'll just say it. It's limp. I mean, <laughs> she just went, first of all, she says she doesn't want to emasculate a black man. He's sitting right there, and she goes, she did. She just did it. Unbelievable. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, let's see, uh, MSNBC, we got to go over there for a second. Mika Brzezinski, oh, this clown. Uh, Mika Brzezinski says Fanny is the victim in this whole thing. She's just, you know what, absolutely PO'd. They kept asking her the same questions over and over again, and they would talk about her cash. Most of the time, she didn't carry around this cash, but she kept it where she lived. And let's talk about where she lived. She couldn't live in her home. She couldn't live in her mean? home. She carried cash around because that's how she paid Nathan Wade back, who put all the expenses of their luxury trips on a credit card. And she didn't want to, they didn't want receipts hanging out there. So what they did is they paid everything with cash. That's why she had cash on her. But let's go back to the home thing. She couldn't live in her home because this election interference trial has caused a danger to her life. Okay, Mika Brzezinski's all concerned about fan. Fat, well, how do you really say it? Fawny. I say Fawny Willis. She's concerned about Fawny Willis's safety. Really? This is the same Mika Brzezinski that couldn't give an S when Brett Kavanaugh was called a gang rapist oh, and yeah. a guy came to his house with a gun to kill him and his family. Mika Brzezinski was nowhere to be found on that story. Nowhere. Oh, he's a judge and he's in the Supreme Court. Nowhere. Oh, but poor Fonnie Willis, who's, you know, screwing around with an attorney she's giving money to to prosecute Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, she's the victim. This has led to such an upheaval in her life in so many different ways to serve. (gasps) To serve. Look at her. She's a victim. Yeah. What's going on there? (laughs) Same crap that always goes on. Let's talk about voting machines for just a second. I'm going to play a little something for six years ago. 
Six years ago, Democrats, starting with Hillary Clinton. Are you ready? Here we go. Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be, you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and and attacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. For researchers have repeatedly demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines. All Democrats, all media. You want me to keep going? I got a little more. Go. You got a little bit more? Go in a matter it. of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The wow. biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters. And ha- Really? I thought that we weren't allowed to say that. I thought that was uh, that was uh, conspiracy theories and voting machines were completely safe. Oh, well, that's weird. Hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. Yeah, and I could go on and on and on, but I won't bore you with the rest of it. All Democrats, all the media right there saying right before 2016, all these voting machines, you can't trust them. They're horrible. And then, of course, then Donald Trump came in the picture. And all of a sudden, you dare not say anything about those damn voting machines. They're perfect. They never make a mistake. Nobody ever screws with them. There's no hacking going on. Now there's a movie came out. It's called Rigged. The election of Donald Trump utterly offended every single institution that you have. The security state and the media all of a sudden had a common political goal, which was to destroy the career of Donald Trump. Election officials there saying, you know what, we're not going to impose that deadline. We're going to count ballots even if they come in after Election Day. They were really relaxing the rules about verifying who the voters were and whether they were eligible to vote. Find whether Joe Biden is involved. That's the story. I just started going through the Ukraine emails and all of a sudden, bam, thank you for the opportunity to meet your father. Bam, 10% for the big guy. Who is that? You know that the government was actively working with these companies to suppress the legitimate political speech of Americans. 36% of Biden voters would have switched their vote if they had known the story. Yep, that's absolutely, con- that's that's it. New York Post, wow. the story of the laptop. A whole bunch of Americans would not have voted for Biden. They would have voted for Trump if they'd known about the laptop. But social media, Facebook, Meta, along with also social media, Twitter, when that other guy, that caveman was in charge. With the Joey something. Yep, all suppressed the story of the Biden laptop. Biden got elected. And I remember sitting on the diner counter watching the election. We closed uh, late that night. It was like 10 p.m. And I'm watching the election. Trump's killing it. Just winning everybody everywhere. I think everybody had the same feeling you feeling. did. And then I went home and I turned it on again. And I was really sleepy that day because I stayed up till about midnight. Night. And yeah. then all of a sudden I woke up at 2.30 in the morning. I turned it back on. All of a sudden, I know, it, I know. It, well, you know, there's all kinds of explanations they give. Think about what's happened since then. Because all of a sudden, 400,000 votes here, 400,000 votes here. All of a sudden, it was clumps of votes everywhere. 
Oh, that's just conspiracy. That's just the way it works. Really? Remember, this was the first election in 2020 that had the widest universe of voters allowed. They wanted to lower the age limit. They couldn't get that done. They wanted to make citizenship not required. Couldn't get that done. But what else did they get done? Mail-in voting. And why did they do that? Because of COVID. Mail-in voting was stopped by France because the fraud was out of control. We should do what they do. Yeah, we can't even look into it right now because if you look into something like this or question it, oh my God, you're going to get canceled. You're going to get canceled. Don't you dare say anything about And you realize whenever they talk about this stuff, the first thing out of their mouths on any major corporate corrupt media is, oh, well, you know, the election with this garbage that there was fraud. It's the most secure election we've ever had, said Obama. Remember that? The movie's called Rigged. I suggest you watch some of it. It's insane. You know when this all started? It's funny because I still have the soundbite. Remember when uh, Trump started running for office in 2020 for his reelection, and CNN came out with this? It was a secret recording that a date of one of the floor executives, he's the guy who puts together all the CNN, you know, whatever they call it, the uh, news things, props right. or whatever, uh, sets. That's the word I was looking for. And he had uh, dinner with this girl. He thought he was going to get some. And the girl was just recording him. Oh, she was right. with Project Veritas. Mm. And he blurted this out into a microphone he didn't know was there. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change. See? It's, Unbelievable. It's all by design. All right. Gen Z workers, we've dumped on everybody else. Let's go to Gen Z for a change. Do it. Do it. <laughs> You've heard about ghosting when it comes to dating, but what about ghosting when it comes to jobs? I we, knew you were going to say this. My wife and I own a diner, and we know a lot about this. Oh, yeah. New survey out uh, from Indeed spoke to 1,500 businesses and 1,500 working people. They found that job ghosting is a thing now, especially when it comes to Gen Z. And interviews. They don't want to go. They just don't show up. 75% of workers admit to ignoring a prospective employer in the past year. 93% of Gen Z workers admit they've ghosted a job interview all the time. The other ones are funny because they'll come in and do the interview and they'll legit pull it off. They'll be like, yeah, man, I want to do this. I want to be a cook. I want to, you know, I'm a cook already, whatever. And then, okay, you start on Monday, don't show up. Uh huh. 87% of Gen Z said they're charmed. They charm their way through an interview, get the job, sign the contract, and then don't show up. Why, why would you go through all that just to not go? I don't feel like it. 50% of businesses spoken to said ghosting has made hiring harder. Well, nobody can find employees. Do you know what's going on right now? I'll, I'll tell you an inside story now. Talked to a guy this weekend. He does, he's an auto mechanic. So, what do you think? When you think auto mechanic, and you come from our generations, you're a millennial, right? No, I'm Gen X. You're Gen X. I'm a boomer. I don't know what the he's hell he's a millennial. Yeah. But when you think of, of auto mechanic and careers, and what do you think about? Be honest. I mean, I think of hardworking, lots of labor. Yeah. But you don't think of making a lot of money, right? You think, uh, I don't know. My blue collar maybe pulls in forty, fifty thousand $50,000 a year, right? My mechanic makes a lot of money. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I... no, that's what I'm getting at. Oh. So I talked to a mechanic and he's driving a brand new freaking car, which I know costs about sixty-five grand. Damn. Yeah. And I said to him, I go, because I've done this with the air conditioning guy. Yeah. He had a $120,000 boat. He said, yeah. And I said, uh, dude, what what do you do for, you know, I knew he was wearing the thing, but I wanted to ask him. I go, I thought maybe it was for fashion, uh, you know, the blue shirt. Cool with jumpsuit. The, I go, what do you do? He goes, oh, auto mechanics. I, you know, I work on, on uh, you know, the high-end cars. I work for Mercedes. Nice. So he says, I go, really? He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I'm pulling in some bucks. I'm pulling in about 140 this year. Shut up. 
I was like, really? He goes, I love it. He goes, I love what I do. Which makes me think, how many kids are being pushed into freaking college? Stuff that they don't want to do. To get into debt for, it happened to me. My first year in college was architecture. I didn't want to be, an, my dad wanted me to be an architect or but a doctor. Yeah, I, I should have done architecture. I kids, I'd be rich. I think there's some kids that genuinely want to go to college. Oh yeah, like, no doubt. Whether it's for the college experience or not. But they don't know what they want to do and maybe their parents kind of nudge them in a different direction going, "You, we have a whole family full of lawyers, you're going to be a lawyer. Well, it's yeah. hard to like pick your thing too when you haven't done much yet. You I know, didn't pick like my, my only job was my... Burger King and a little bit of radio stuff, and yeah. now look, I'm still doing this. I but... mean, a lot of people don't pick their major till like their junior year. It's okay. I was talking to one of your friend's daughters, and she was like, I don't know what I want to do yet. I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to know what you want to do yet. Yeah, but for the amount of money it costs to go to college today, it's probably a good thing that you either wait it out or wait a couple of years or figure out what you want to here's do or the, try here's a few things. Here's the problem with that. If you so. wait a couple of years, you're not going to go. Really? Yeah, I didn't. That's true. I mean, but also at the same time, like you said, that. It's so insanely expensive. Like, you want a good degree? Uh-huh. Even if you get a garbage one, you're still paying so much money. And that's the schools. That's yeah. the schools. So anyway, my point being that, um, you know, right now, I mean, it's a Mike Rowe thing. There's so many jobs. Like, if your kid, uh, you know, is technically inclined, he loves fixing things and doing that stuff, and that's what he wants to do, and he loves it, let him, let let him, him do it. Let him be the techie, fix, you know, yeah. hands-on kind yeah. of person. There's a lot of money in that right now, yeah. and it's going to be for a long time because they can't find anybody to work. If they booted us tomorrow, we should all go get our HVAC. I mean, <laughs> might as well. I don't think I can get on a roof. Yeah, Rick, we'd have to send down like a pulley system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll just be the ground guy. Well, you guys done yet? (laughs) I'm running out of chips. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Every week we get a front row seat to our nation's politics. And so the White House we go where the president of the United States is standing by. Good morning, Joe Biden. Oh, hey, Casey. Always good to be on with you and Jiggles and the tallywhack. And I, I hope you all had a happy President's Day yesterday. You know, I don't want to complain, man, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of the guy. What? I'm the main man. And even though a Pepsi day, uh, you know, is my day, I don't get a present. I don't get one. So every everybody just goes out and buys themselves half-price bed sheets. Now, I know how the baby Jesus feels on Christmas, Jack. Well, Mr. President, oh. if we could start the interview. In a statement you gave from the White House, you said that Vladimir Putin is responsible for the death of Russian opposition leader, oh God, Alexei, how do you say his last Navel- name? Navalny? Navalny? Yeah, the guy that... The guy that... Yeah, yeah, you... That's exactly what I said. Uh, you're Here, cut, on, Mr. President, you're cut now like I, you, I can't even understand. You're not understand. paying your cricket bill, Mr. President. <laughs> What's going on over there? Is your jitterbug phone acting up again? Well, look, we'll take your your call. We'll take your call a little later. Okay. All right, sorry about that. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, first I want to mention this real quick. Oh, what did you need no, to do? No, I was going to say Biden will call again tomorrow. He has nothing to do, so oh, okay. he's going to call tomorrow again. So a second ago, remember we were talking a little while ago about movie theaters and how these seats in the cup holders are dirtier than a toilet seat? Yeah, ew. So somebody just messaged me that used to work at a movie theater. You ready for this? Uh-oh. 
I worked at movie theaters for nine years. From my experience, I would never go as a customer. The cleaning crew only gets a certain amount of time to clean after each show, so a lot is overlooked. Movie theater companies also use a night cleaning company. Uh, at all three theaters that I worked, the overnight team would come every night, but they had to cut costs, so now it's down to one to two nights a week. Many times, because movie theaters don't provide health insurance, the employees won't clean up pee, poo, or vomit. They will just Ew. mask it with the sawdust stuff that you saw in elementary school. Almost 100% of the time, the bodily fluids would have to wait for the night cleaning crew. Also, because of the time restrictions on cleaning, most trash was just swept under the seats. Ew. Don't look under your seat if you go to the movie. Theater. We're not going. I, I, I was like, I, I don't know. I what love I, going to the movies, though. Yeah, I told Angie, go. I said, you want to go to the movies? She goes, I'm not a movie person anymore. And I used to go all the time, and I'm not. I'm not going anymore. I love going to movie theaters. It's like you can watch a lot at home, but if it's a big movie, like there's a new Godzilla and King Kong movie coming out, my kids dying to see. Stuff like that that's loud. I know. Top Gun, Maverick, that's stuff like that that's loud. That's I the know. stuff you want to see in the theater. Yeah, but it's the feces. I know. The feces will get you every time. Um, all right. And so, now, a message from the cassette tape. What's going on here? I don't know what you're touching. Quit touching no. stuff over there. Um, I don't know if you saw this. This was kind of upsetting. I saw this everywhere. This video was everywhere this weekend. Uh, high school girls basketball game. Had to end in a forfeit. Do you hear oh, about this? Oh yeah! Did you see? Did you see the video? So they had to end in forfeit after halftime because three girls suffered injuries so bad in a matchup against a team that had a male player who was six feet tall and has facial hair, but said they identified as a female. Yeah, me too. So was continued allowed to play. Uh, the coach of a Massachusetts high school team, Collegiate Charter School of Lowell, ended up ending the game earlier against Kip Academy after numerous injuries uh, kept having, but the the school has such a commitment to inclusivity and safety that they wouldn't call the game or kick the guy out of the game. Did you see the video? So listen to this. I did see the video. The guy's huge. He hit this one girl so hard she fell down. Came off her feet. I know. Then she fell down. Uh, the bench was already depleted going into the game with the 12-player roster having four players that were unable to play. So when the coach saw three more girls go down, he injured three girls in the first half, leaving him with five players. He made the call to end the game early, and people were so mad because they said uh, the school added. This is the school. Well, we have to emphasize our commitment to inclusivity and equity and the charter school supported their decision to keep the male on the team even after all three girls were hurt pretty badly and people the comments were insane it was like i remember when hitting a man hitting a woman used to be called domestic abuse now it's called brave who watches this stuff and actually thinks that this is compassionate kind and inclusive now this is riley Gaines. i don't know if you remember i think it was title nine that was introduced about um males being introduced into women's sports injuries of course can and do happen when females are playing against other females but allowing men to play women's sports increases the likelihood and severity of such injuries that's one of the reasons why for 50 years federal title IX regulations have allowed schools to offer separate teams for women and men when the sports are contact sports or involve competitive skill in april of 2023 the department of education proposed a rule that if adopted would reverse this presumption under the proposed rule women's sports aren't just for women. They're for anyone who simply says they are a woman. Unless a particular school can demonstrate to the satisfaction of the Department of Education that, can, that keeping a particular team female meets important educational objectives. The new rule mandates that every school in the country must demonstrate the unfairness of male participation on each specific women's team that they offer and develop rules that minimize harm to trans-identified athletes. But what about the harm to us? 
injuries, of course, can and do happen. Yep. Isn't that crazy? No, it's insane. And, and, and you I'll, saw the video. No, I saw the video, and it, it's scary that she, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised she was killed because the way he hit her. I mean, it's not he. She he wasn't doing anything wrong. It's just he, he's he just bumped so much her. Bigger. She came off her feet and landed on her back. If she hit her head hard enough, she'd be in a hospital right now in a coma. Now you had a good theory. What did you say you and your wife were talking about last night? A way to maybe try to combat this because nobody's listening to nobody. No, the, the, the problem. The, the problem is is comes down to this. Uh, we're fat, lazy, and happy. And and even though this happened, how many parents will pull their kids out of school? At least hold them back from the sporting from the sport. If every parent there who saw this and was disgusted kept their kids home or kept them out of that sport. You know, like all of them, that would end. Well, you but know, they won't do it. Well, the thing is, they because then you had a different theory earlier. This theory, well, was theory this I one about earlier. pulling them off of the sport altogether is now you're punishing them because they've worked hard to get good no, at this sport. I and they should yeah. be able to play. But mm-hmm. your theory earlier was tell the females on the team to don't show up for the game. No, that's what I mean. Can't yeah. play a game if nobody shows up. Yeah, no, yeah. you you give them steroids. The Give females? the girls steroids and then let the dudes yeah, just have to solution. deal with it. Give One of your Motrin. players' urine tested positive for three separate types of anabolic steroids and a low-grade beaver tranquilizer. Damn you, Bernice! <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say low-grade beaver tranquilizer. Those exact words. I'm telling you, man. Like, Would that make it fair? And then everybody still gets to play? No. No. I think you give them weapons. Like Hunger Games? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) Um, Here's a lady that wrote in. She said, I agreed to meet a guy online, claimed to be four years older than her. They had a lot of common interests. She agreed to meet him for a drink. But when she saw him face to face, she said, "Uh, he looks a little older than four years older than me. What are you talking about? I'm only 31. I love Drake. Drake, that's what I'm into. (laughs) (laughs) Once they started talking... She told him, you look different than this picture. And he admitted that the photos were a few years old. You should have seen me back in 77. (laughs) At this point, she says, you're 28, right? Of course. 28? He tried to pull off. How old is he? 42. 28. I just have a wrinkly skin condition. (laughs) (laughs) That's when the woman said she got the ick. And told him uh, she left her phone in the car. I gotta go get my phone. It's it's in the car, and she oh, left. Oh, it's right here on the wall. What do you mean? She totally ditched him. Left, and she wants to know is she the a hole? She was like, you know what? Am Why I would a jerk you even ask? Leaving? He's still waiting there. Like, I wonder oh, he if did. she's coming back. He messages her and goes, uh, "Why did you say you were into older guys if you weren't into older guys?" And she said, "Well, you said you were four years older. That's a lot different than twenty-four years older." <laughs> yeah. And she, and she was saying what's funny is um, she kept saying, well, age is just a number. He's only four years older. And, and people are like, well, if age is just a number, then yeah. are you kind of being a hypocrite? Or a little bit. Was it little, a little too much? Yeah. He, he was very upset. Dad gummit. Yeah. 24 years is quite a bit. Yeah. It's a little bit. Come I, back I, 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 who was it? What celebrity this weekend has some 20, 26-year-old? Dolph Lundgren. Is oh, 60 yeah. something oh, years old 60, and his wife 66. is 20. His wife's 26. 26. So, what about Lionel Richie? Yeah. Lionel Richie's 70 something. He's got 26 year old chicks all over him. <laughs> They're just laying on him. They're just all over the place. The one that got me was remember when OJ Simpson, this is before he got sick, but remember when OJ Simpson was in a bar and all these young girls were coming up taking pictures with him? Like, uh, he killed the last one. Yes, yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> 
go away. It's not worth the free chicken nuggets. They were like some sports bar or something. It's like, no. Women love my Neil Shadaka record collection. Keep out Dad Gummit because you're going to need it. Come shit out my Davenport and have a listen. <laughs> Dad Gummit. So this is, I just thought this was funny. It's what's the most redneckiest thing that you've ever done? Ooh. Redneckiest thing? Yeah, and I, I lived in Tennessee for a long time, so I know a lot of uh, rednecky things, the backwoods stuff. Oh, rednecky thing. I'd I go can't... spend the night at my mm. friend's house, and she'd say, "You want to come to my dad's cabin?" I'd say, "Sure." And we'd go out there, and we'd ride three wheelers. She'd pick the ticks off her dog. Oh, I've done that. Reel out some meat. Yeah, no, I've definitely done that. Um, well, know. here's here's yeah. some here's some of them. You can jump on board if you have anything. Done the mud pit uh, tug of war. That's that, fun. Yeah, that I've been redneck-y? to a few monster truck rallies for sure. Uh, I didn't um, do that. I've sat in the bucket of a truck or uh, a tractor rather. Okay. And uh, did some construction. Okay. Uh, have you ever shot at a woodpecker in your underwear? Yes. No. Have you? Yes. Stop it. No, you didn't. Yeah. In your underwear? Yes. Okay. Have you made s'mores with a big lighter? I got a flame. I'm just mm, going to light no. the marshmallow with my big lighter. I've used a microwave, but... Okay. I love Jill's redneck voice. <laughs> I'm the guy from A Mice and Men. What's his name? <laughs> Billy Bob Thorne. Uh, have you ever cooked roadkill? No. Um, no, no, I haven't done that. Well, no. Have you ever gone to a wedding where the bride and groom used to be step-siblings? I can't. I don't know if I can witness that. No, I leave. don't think I'd go. Well, I might go just to watch, but I don't think I'd enjoy it. My Dad favorite it. my favorite thing that I saw, and this was really cute, was a guy, and he was a farmer. I wouldn't call this rednecky. I would just call this adorable. He's a farmer, and he's got tons of land. And he was going to round up his dogs because he's got all these acres, so the dogs would run around. It was all fenced in, but he'd eventually have to go find them, so he'd take the truck and ride around. And the post he put up said, my dogs keep bringing friends home. So his dog's running towards the car, and he's calling his name, whistling, come on, come on, come back to the car. And he sees two other animals with him, and it was a, it was a goat and a cow. <laughs> 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 I thought that's hysterical and so cute at the same time. He's like, look, I made a friend. No, that's what he said. He's like, oh, did you make a friend? And you know what he did? He let them all get in the car. Nice. He's like, everybody in, I guess. Come on, we're all going the home. A cow? A cow and a goat. Okay. It was adorable. Uh, and I don't know if you know this new trend. You know the vinyl records are obviously collecting them are very popular, and a lot of people. During I saw them at Walmart this weekend. There's a whole row of them now. So did you know now the latest trend is audio cassette tapes? Uh, why would you want that hiss noise with the? You put the Dolby on, which is supposed to suppress the noise, and then all the vocals are. You know what they said made cassette tapes become popular again? What? The movie mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, with uh, Uga Chaka, Uga, Uga, Uga Chaka. I can't stop this feeling. And so, they, you know, he puts it in the cassette player and he presses play and it's the mixtape his mom made him, you know, and he puts the headphones on. Yeah. Deep inside of me. Well, the Cassette Tape Coalition has a, a little message. The what? The, it's called the Cassette Tape Coalition. There's a coalition for everything these days. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, so they have a message for this. And now, a message from the Cassette Tape Coalition. Cassette tapes are making a comeback. And why not? Cassette tapes provide the highest quality audio reproduction of any medium, if you don't count vinyl, compact disc, and everything else, really. The convenience of a cassette cannot be matched. If you want to skip to the next song, simply fast forward. A little more. (laughs) Too far. Go back. Here we are. And don't forget that impressive Dolby button. Push it. And all the tape hiss goes away. So join the revolution by cassettes today. This has been a message from the Cassette Tape Coalition. 
know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. All right, here we go. Carmel Gittens is on a mission from God. Her name is Carmel? Carnell. Oh. Yeah. And that mission appears to have been uh, reading. At 1.20 in the morning, Gittens was seen by police trespassing on the grounds of the Sandusky Library in Ohio. According to a cop report, Giddens had a history of this particular library, having been arrested for being on the property hours twice before, after hours, twice before. This time, however, Giddens said he had approval. It seems that he checked with Christ before his latest visit and secured permission from the Lord, he told the police. Oh. But uh, the uh, cops, being secular, decided, no, we're not going to take that as an excuse. You're arrested. Giddens is making a port of court appearance. No word on she's being represented by... Jesus or not. I mean, if you don't try, the answer's always going to be no. you got to try. Right. <laughs> um, a coyote that a hiker killed with his bare hands Ooh. is tested positive for rabies, according to the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management and the Rhode Island Department of Health. The hiker was attacked on Friday and bitten on the leg. Most coyotes don't attack humans. Okay. No. Of course, if they get rabies, they go crazy and they do this kind of stuff. The hiker choke the coyote and cut off his airway and killed it because he was attacking him and eating his leg. (laughs) You just said he didn't attack humans. No, I said coyotes don't don't normally attack. Okay, but he did try to attack this guy? Because he's got rabies. He's got full-blown rabies, so they go nuts. Same coyotes believed to have killed a dog earlier the same day. It's unusual for coyotes to attack humans under normal circumstances, but this one has rabies, so he's being Jeez, treated. Dude. Woman named Sian Jameson is going on record stating that she had a night of passion with a ghost. The ghost's name is Robert. He was an artist from 100 years ago. He died 100 years ago. I'll paint you like one of my French girls. I promise oh. I have a boyfriend. You just can't see him. He's right next to you. He's right there. Sure you do. No, I promise he's my boyfriend. He's right there. 25-year-old from North London claims her lover was the ghost of an artist. Uh, Sian recalls falling asleep one night and feeling a light pressure on her. Almost as heavy as a human, but not quite. And... Um, it was like nothing I've ever experienced before, Sian said, mm. who considers herself a spiritualist. Uh, she says her first tryst with a ghost, Robert, led to another ghost. This oh. was after she broke up with her real human boyfriend, oh, by the way. Okay. Gotcha, You've got to gotcha. check out this chick I've been seeing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now she says it's been over two years since she had a lover that was a ghost. Uh, she's ready to dip her toe back into the ghost pond. No, she didn't say that. She says, I recall him fondly. I remember him fondly. Or I recall him fondling. It was one of those two. I don't know which one. Ooh, boobs. <laughs> Finally, footage shows, you know, the Cybertruck, the uh, Tesla Cybertruck? It looks crazy. It looks like a Terminator vehicle. Yeah, it does. It's quite a disturbing looking. It gives me the... It makes me uncomfortable to look yeah, at. I, would I feel, feel like they're just going to pull up Main Street and the stormtrooper's going to get out and be like, all right, everybody, give me your papers. Where's your barcode? I'd feel pretty protected if I was in one, though. I'd kind of feel like a badass. Well, aren't they supposed to be like bulletproof or something? Mm. I, I guess. Um, it's not doing very well. Well, you can't roll the windows down. It's electric, it's isn't it? Bulletproof. Well, yeah, of course it's electric. Um, but it's got other problems. Like, for instance, this one went on a ride and the wheels snapped off. Oh. Yeah, one of the rear wheels of the truck reportedly failed after it completed some gnarly donuts at the King of Hammers, a desert racing event in Johnson Valley, California. Gnarly. After he did a couple of uh, figure eights, 
the rear wheel just went poof right off of the truck. Well, sometimes a, a strong electric motor, while it does provide a lot of instant torque, you kind of have the good suspension for those kind of events. Otherwise, you're just setting yourselves up for failure. And you're not going to have a truck like that and not do donuts. Picture on Twitter, formerly uh, known as Twitter, X shows uh, the subtitle under the picture of the wheel flying off the truck. It says, quote, drive it until the wheels fall off. Which in this case, they, Literally. Did. they did. Yes, hello. It is Elon Musk. Uh, looking for a vehicle that you'll love, and even if you don't, you'll be stuck with? Then you need the Cyberstuck. Yes, no matter what happens to your vehicle, you'll be stuck with it. That's my promise. Yeah. My Cyberstuck looked great for a little while, but then while I was driving, all four of the wheels just flew off. I wasn't even going that fast. But I guess according to the airtight contract I signed, I'm stuck with it. You'd better believe you're stuck with the Cyberstuck. The new Cyberstuck. Order now and be stuck with it forever. Yes, it's great. Yes. Go <laughs> yourself. Wait a minute. Who are you? The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Children, get out of this room immediately. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 